Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Thank you very much, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Flipping it. It is hot, guys. Huh? Who's up for a little bit of um, je ne sais quoi? It's 10 o'clock, isn't it? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I love. I've been cursed by your wicked kiss. Once felt it's forever missed. Forever missed. I'm a member of the Haters Club. And I'm hating every minute of me without you, you without me. Give me some. Give me some of that misery. That misery. I'm a high hater. I run with the best like a fader. And the witch of the west. Poisoning apples to make you ill. Like Cruella Deville. I'll set you up for the kill. It's such a twisted state of bliss. do go away. I need a kettle drum. That's exactly what I need. Like a big just thinking then, what, what is missing from my life? Kath, can we come and see if this fan is on? Because it is flipping hot in here, man. I mean like ridiculously hot. And I've got a headache already. That spells to me disaster. But um, non-disaster for you, because I've just taken a load of uh, neurofen. So in about 45 minutes, we're, we're going tripping. Huh? Huh? A kettle drum is what is required. Just there, in the corner of the studio. Is there cool air coming out? 
All right, that'll do. Groovy, man, groovy. No! And you can have a pedal on it, so it goes... That's, that's what it does. That's exactly what it does. And that's what's needed here. Uh, 0844-499-1000. Good evening, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. It's a late-night phone-in show, unlike any other late-night phone-in show in the world. There may be a reason for that. We'll find out in the next set of listener figures. Uh, coming up tonight, after 11, we have the Mayor of Uxbridge, Scott Balcony, is coming on to tell us about a song he wrote. And, um, it's good, it's good, and we'll play it and stuff, and it's, um, it's, it's excellent. Some of you may know Scott from, um, Twitter. So that's good. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Here's the thing we really need your help with this evening. On Monday, Catherine and I have to go and give a talk to some um, uh, radio bigwigs. Imagine... Imagine people who think they're so important that they label themselves as radio bigwigs. They may not label themselves as... Basically, there's a full day of people paying top dollar to go and see um, the makers and the shakers in the world of radio talk about what makes them make and what makes them shake. And Catherine and I are going to be doing a talk there about this, about this show. And um, if I'm completely honest with you, dear listener, I haven't got a flipping clue what it is we can tell the people um, about the show. I don't quite know... It's weird, because we're inside the show, right? Because I'm inside the show, and Catherine is inside it to a bit, but slightly out of it, but, but still within inside. I don't know what we would say about it, or how we would describe it, or how we would sell it, or how we would go and say, well, this is what we are trying to achieve, and this is what has happened spontaneously, and this is kind of where we are, and where we're hoping... Um, to go. So I kind of need your help on this one, really. And I know, I know, I know, um, we're not getting paid either. So you're not getting paid. We're not getting paid. No one's getting paid. Someone's getting paid. Oh, hang on a second. Um, so I guess what I need from you, and I don't mean this in a, um, blowing smoke up my anus way, which is how the Edwardians used to see if people was dead, the Victorians, the Stuarts. Very strange family. I'm glad when they moved. It's, uh, it's, they would literally blow smoke up someone's anus. I can think of worse ways to spend a weekend, if I'm completely honest about it. Um, so, but I don't want you to go, hey, well, you know, man, your show's great, man, and, uh, you know, we're loving the vibe. Um, the bum bellows someone has used on Periscope. Yes, your actual bum bellow. You can, um, you know bellows for fires? I had bellows once, because I had a... When we moved into a flat that had a fire, we bought a nice coal scuttle and some bellows. You don't really need bellows. You can just, just waft it with a bit of newspaper. Or blow. Um, but you can... that That's a way of killing someone, isn't it? If you were to insert bellows up someone's anus, and I'm not even saying this as a joke. This is an actual real thing and until people until someone calls in i will continue to describe uh, various ways of murdering people um you if you were to insert the bellows you know the up someone's bunghole 
and pump. It would kill them. That's an actual fact. I learned, I remember as a, as a teenager learning another way of killing someone, but I can't say it. Because it's too rude. It's too, it's a really rude way of killing someone. It's a rude way of killing a woman. It involves, well, I, this guy, I don't know why we were talking about this. Does anyone else know? I don't want to say because it's actually, it's vulgar. It involves, um, okay, I can give you, I can, oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I can give you the ingredients for the, for, for murdering a lady, but I'm not in any way, you know, and I don't even know how, I don't even, I can understand why it would. It involves a bath, a bottle of champagne, and, you know, you can kill a woman with that, apparently. Is that right? Well, that's ten minutes of radio that um, we can play to um, the people next Monday at the radio festival. Me telling you how you can kill a man with bellows and, and giving you a vague insight as to how you can kill a woman with a bath and a bottle of champagne. But um, I don't think that's that's necessarily um what they want but yeah the bellows if you you you, you it will kill someone because the, the the um the stomach i guess is connected to the bung hole and um how accurate is that song by the way i mean if you were like a doctor if you're training to be a doctor and you'd kind of not put in all the research that you needed to and you were about to sit your medical exam could you, I mean, this is a serious question. How far could you get in the medical profession if you just knew um, all of the lyrics to Dem Bones, Dem Bones, Dem Dry Bones? How, I mean, could you? You could get a vague, you could vaguely bluff your way through something. Some of the doctors I've met, flipping heck. That, they probably don't even know dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones. I told you once when we took my little boy to the Jeep. It's going to be one of those shows, by the way, guys. 0844 499 We um, took my little boy to the GP. Now, 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 now. I'm not a racist, but there's too many of them over here. No, that's racist. I'm not a racist, but um, I'm all for being able to understand what medical staff are saying. I just think that that's kind of that that's kind of a, a, a given, right? And and it, it, you know, I can generally understand um, accents better than, for example, my mum could, or or you know, certain people could. But but this guy, right? You know, I'm a white middle class, middle aged liberal lefty. I could not understand a word this doctor said. He had a very very thick Indian accent. So thick that if I were to do it now, it would be all oh, goodness gracious me. It would be that. It would be that. Someone's calling in, but I'm on a roll now, so they're going to have to wait. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to phone up and wait. Um, and I, we couldn't understand a word this guy was saying. And then to compound things, bearing in mind we're in there with our, our little boy who was um, jeez, oh, eighteen months then. Wow, they were that small? Um, he took a phone call while he was talking to us 
and he was diagnosing someone on his mobile phone. And I bet they couldn't understand him. And we kept going, what? Sorry? What did you say? In the end, he said our boy was all right. There was nothing wrong with him. We didn't believe him. So we took him to A&E, and he was very seriously ill. The lesson there? I don't know. There is The, the lesson there is, there is no lesson. It's going to be one of those shows, guys, tonight, where there is no agenda. Um, there is no, you know, it, it would be very easy for me to sit down and to... The Great British Bake Off, call me now! You know that, that, that someone somewhere will be doing an hour about the Great British Bake Off. I heard um, another presenter on another radio station, Ian Dale at LBC, do half an hour, or, or flag up half an hour on Great British Bake Off, and he, and he, he prefaced it by saying, I've never watched it. But, but, but then why are you talking... Why are you talking about it for? I've never watched it, so I'm not going to throw it out there. If you want to phone in, what the point I'm trying to make is, if you want to phone in about the Great British Bake Off, you can. But does anyone, does anyone think it's a story about nothing? It's a story about the, Radio 4 on PM, the main news programme, got 10 minutes out of the Great British Bake Off. 10 Flipping minutes. They had two experts in the studio. Both by experts, I mean um, posh twits who had their own production companies that would go and pitch TV shows. Ay, jeez. So, what do you think about the Great British Bake Off going to Channel Four? Well, what do you think about Mel and Sue not not going with it? Well. <laughs> Isn't here's the thing, right? And one thing about the Great British Bake Off, which I've never seen, but if Paul Hollywood doesn't jump ship, won't we all think he's that slimy little SH1T we thought when he when he dumped his wife to go out with that um, Chinese girl from America? You remember that? You remember that? He went out with a Chinese girl from oh oh Paul Hollywood's big in America, so he's he's dumped his wife and he's gone out with a hot, uh, Asian girl. Oh, no, the career in Hollywood and America hasn't worked out. The Asian girl's dumped him and he's got to come back begging to his wife. And we kind of, at the time, we thought, yeah, Chancer, SH1T. But she forgave him. And if his wife was able to forgive him, then I think us as a nation could forgive him. But if he jumps ship and uh, follows the money to Channel 4, then I'm afraid he's back on um, the, uh, the, 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 I'm going to say it, the shitty scale. He's, ba- he's back there. He's back on there. I think. Julie, I'll come to you in a second. 0844 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844 499 The point I was trying to make, and I, it's a little, we're all a little bit discombobulated, primarily because of the heat, primarily because I have a stinking headache, primarily because I've had a really... Uh, not the... Let's just say... Let's, let's just say... Not the best day. Shall we say that? Okay, good. So my head is a little bit all over the shop, but the point I'm trying to make is... You can call in about the Great British Bake Off, of course you can. Um, but this isn't one of those shows where we sit here... And go, well, this is what we're talking about tonight. Please call in about these things. It's um, a little bit more, it's significantly more freeform than that. I will sit here and I will chat um, uh, nonsense. 
and I will talk about my day and I will look through um, some of the papers and pick out some stories and stuff. And you can call in about literally anything you want. What have we discussed in the first 20 minutes? Great British Bake Off, which I didn't really want to talk about, but I've, I found myself sucked into it. Um, and um, murder. It's not a bad start for the show, is it? It's not a bad start for the show. Julie's on the line. Good evening, Julie. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Julie. Well done. We've been letting we've been letting the hip 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 slip slip slip, and um, it's time to bring it back back back. So well done, Julie. Thank you. Um, you wanted to people to call in to yes. help you say what this show is all about. Oh yeah. Now the the ident on the advert yes. says it's intelligent organic talking. Well, that's that that means literally nothing, doesn't it? I can, the only thing is, I can only tell you what it means to me. Okay, go and on. The, and because when I was on hold, the more I'm waiting there, the more I'm thinking what oh. I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't care. Um, for me, your show is a sanctuary from my life, but about life. Oh. So it's it's representative of everything in life. Sometimes it's sad. Yeah. And painful. Yeah. And sometimes it's just silly and nice, and I just... I enjoy all aspects of it because it's so varied. So you can have Nigel singing his Miley Cyrus and then oh. you can say about how you're feeling suicidal. Yes. And I enjoy, it's the wrong word, but I, no. I value all parts of it. I get your... Uh, the, <laughs> me talking about feeling feeling suicidal, it, that kills the vibe quite okay. a bit sometimes. That vibe gets killed as yeah, soon as you bring up the S word. Because it's, but it's important because it's yeah. part of what other people, certainly what other people feel and experience, including myself. So I like it because it's representative of life, but actually away from my life. I worry as well. Did that make sense? It did make sense, and I appreciate it. And I mentioned um, feeling suicidal yesterday, after the, we talked about, in the show about the car crash. And I was thinking about that yesterday, and I, and I, I worry that by me saying that, because I did genuinely, for, for, for half an hour, I lived in a world, right, on Thursday, where I was going to um, go home and get some rope and go to the woods. Genuinely lived mm-hmm. in the world where that was going to happen, right? But I, I'm also aware that by talking about it in that way that um that some people will not uh, this is really difficult to 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 express isn't it that um that some people will think i'm talking about it in the sense that people go oh everything's so rubbish i want to kill myself do you know what i mean in that uh, when actually i I I, I wanted to kill myself i know but conversely there's a great amount of people like myself who and i know i know exactly the, the place that you were at yeah so I think for as much as you could say there's people who are like, don't get it, there are the same amount, if not more people, who absolutely do get it and really value and appreciate honest talking about things which maybe are not comfortable. But yesterday there was also kind of talk about, there was the um, discussion with the, um, uh, what's it, the missing boy. The film who took Johnny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was interesting to know, and I, I'd missed that because um, I've been away not listening to the show, and I really missed the show. So I've looked that up, and it was interesting and intelligent. But then there's there's a, uh, the remix of you and the Marty Cyrus and, and Nige. And for me, it just provides a mixture of what is essential about life. So it's messy, it's uncomfortable, it's funny, it's silly, but it's there's poignant parts, and I, well, that's how I feel about it. Where, where have you been that meant... You couldn't listen to us. 
Um, what the hell's going on? What the I hell had... is going on with you, Julie? I know. I thought we had a deal. I know, I know, we did. No, I know, no, no, is it, uh, uh, no I'm, I'm, of course I'm teasing, no, but, no. But, but bloody hell, what was going on with you, woman? Um, I know, right? Um, it was, it was, um, what was it? There, there was a day, it was a day this weekend, wasn't it? Was it World Suicide Prevention Day or something? And, and these days always make me feel a little bit, you know, we have a day. But um, I did, I did think about, I did think about getting someone on. To, to kind of talk about it and then I thought oh no that's a little bit um I because I struggle with days you know you know we get these days it's world uh-huh. asthma day and it's it's yeah. world gay day and it's There's a day for everything it's it's cancer week it's cancer week and I mean when we were at BBC local radio when, I remember it being um wasn't cancer week it was it was like it wasn't spina bifida week it was something week right and they were like, well, on Monday, we've been on... Let's say it was cancer week. Um, I'm just... Trying to th- oh, no, oh, no, it was, it was dementia week. Dementia week. Uh-huh. Well, on Monday, we could get a nurse. You could get a nurse in on your show. And then Tuesday, we've got a gentleman who's been diagnosed with dementia. And he could come in, but he has to have his wife I- in view. Otherwise, he starts to pan. And I was going, well... But that's, well- too, but that's too gauche. That's exactly the same yeah. as saying um, Great British Bake Off. It doesn't matter whether the, the cause is valid or not. I pr- far prefer yeah. for something to be mentioned, um, like when uh, you've got um, um, Matt Hagen yeah. and uh, things like that. I'd much prefer it to not be that because everyone else is going to be covering it. And you, um, and that's yeah. why I said about it being a sanctuary. Yeah. It's because I don't want to hear about things that I can see anywhere else. I want it to be a slice of something organic, not on everything. Organic. Organic. Because <laughs> you know, that there's, here's the thing, right? You know it's a lazy radio show. All right, I let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> I perceive it to be a lazy radio show if the presenter is getting a feature out of a it being, you know, a National Blind yeah. and Deaf Dog Day, right? <laughs> yeah. And also b day, yeah. if they're going. Well, did you know on this day in seventeen thirty six? The first ever pair of glasses was worn. It's absolutely right. So send us your pictures of you wearing glasses. Hashtag glasses day. And, and the reason I consider that to be lazy, because there are magazines... Actually, I don't know if the magazine is still going. I know there was. But there are websites that you can subscribe to that will send you a long list oh. every day... Of in this day on this day in history, yeah, and also that so they'll be on this day in history, and they'll have like twenty things. They'll have celebrity birthdays, and they'll all that. And I just think, and, and also using the public saying, phone in with your hilarious glasses stories. Yeah, that, well, it's just um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah what, 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 what would. What would your life be? Well, actually, you know, it's not a bad phone-in. Phone-in with your hilarious glasses story or let us know what your life would be yeah, like without and, glasses. And it is, but not on National Glasses Day. Here's, can I, can I, I used to wear glasses, right? I've only ever half told this story. I'm going to full tell this story. I, I for, for a while, went through a period of wearing glasses, right, to, when I was reading and, um, uh, and watching telly and stuff, right? And here's the thing, Julie. I, let's be honest, I may have in the past smoked a little bit of weed it's in some it's in you know i may have done that mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as i stopped i don't do anything i don't drink or, or drug or anything like that as soon as i stopped i didn't need glasses anymore and it was the it was the most gutting thing because i tell you what julie 
I look flipping hot with glasses. <laughs> I look, I look like really geeky, but like hot geek. There, and there is that obsession with when somebody's got glasses, you say, you say to them, oh, can I try them on? Because yeah. people like to try on accessories. Everyone likes to try on everyone else's glasses. Everyone loves to try on glasses. Oh, you got no glasses. Can I have a go? What? <laughs> yeah. Can I have a go? Well, you can't, but the only thing I'll be able to see of you that's in focus is your <laughs> eyes. Everything else is going to be blurry. Oh, I look good. I look good. But I do. I look I genuinely. And I kind of, and you should never, you should never wish an illness on anybody else or yourself. But I do sometimes wish that my eyes would, would go just a little bit, just enough that I needed glasses. Because seriously, <laughs> I look, I, I, I look. You know so... you can get them with like clear, clear. Um, yeah, lenses. I know. And m- many years ago, I may have, I may have had clear glasses as well. Um, when I was, when I was doing hypnotism and I wanted to look intelligent, I might have worn clear glasses. I, I couldn't possibly comment on that. <laughs> but um, you, you know, because but people know, it, everyone knows it's clear glass. It's like when I'm watching a film, you know, it's clear glass. And I do this a lot. If I'm watching a film and there's an actor who you don't normally see in glasses, I will look. Instead of watching the action, I will look through the glass of the glasses to catch the side of his cheek or her cheek. You get male, female actors now um, enlarged. To, to see if it's enlarged, and, and if it's not, you go. Well, that's just plain glass, and and the whole film is ruined for me if there is an actor wearing plain glass. <laughs> Makes me want to puke, Julie. Well, there, well, there we go. We we, we turns out glasses are, are the hot topic. Exactly right. I'm pleased, I'm pleased I brought it up. Thank you very much, Julie. You see? And that's the way it works. 0844 499 1000. It's a glasses special because on this day in 1737, the first ever pair of glasses were worn by a gentleman by the name of Lord Anthony Spectacle. And that's a true story. So call in with your glasses stories, please. 0844 499 1000. We call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, um, I... 0844 499 1000, by the way, is the phone number. I suspect it's going to be quiet on the phones tonight, which is absolutely fine. It's the heat... It's the heat. It's the hottest day in September ever. That is, and that is a fact. That was on the, the um, that was on Radio Four. It's the hottest September day ever. It's hotter. Now, let me get this right. It's hotter in London. I think this is the fact they gave out. It's hotter today in London than it's ever been in Scotland. I think that's what they said. And I remember listening to that on the radio going, oh, well, yeah. But that's a weird comparison. You might as you know, it's hotter on the sun today than it's ever been in Pakistan. So I don't, I don't know. But it's a really hot day. And the phones tend to go a little bit quiet when it's a hot day. That's fine. Don't worry about that. That's when I, that's when I, I earn my money. I had, and I meant to bring these up, not all of them, because there's shed loads of them. But I will, I'll, maybe I'll bring some up for tomorrow. Oh, by the way, Scroobius Pip is on the show next Wednesday. Weird Al Yankovic is coming on. We're going to pre-record it one day this week, so that'll probably be one day next week. Loads of guests coming on, um, including Scott Balcony after 11. I keep saying that as though that is someone. 
it's, it's my mate Scott, but he's written a, he's written a blinding song. Um, but I, many of you will know that um, until recently, I was a sceptic about everything. Well, I'm starting to bend. I am starting to bend and to open because I am now coming around to the idea that maybe there are other things that we oh, don't store it then. I'm coming around to the way that the way of thinking that there may be other things to this universe of which we know very, very little. And to do this research, I recently bought for about 25 quid. I bought five volumes, like in folders, five volumes of the Unexplained magazine from the early 80s. Remember that? Well, even better than that, last week, for £4.50 on eBay, I bought all of the Unexplained, 13 volumes of the Unexplained magazine. £4.50. And it's that big a pile. If you're watching on Periscope, it's that big a pile. Why it's up there? And I went and collected it today. So I had to j- drive to Croydon. Boy, oh boy. Now, this show is meant to be celebratory. And um, 0844-499-1000. Paul, Katia, I'll come to you in a second. Um, it's meant to be celebratory and embracing everything. But there's very little to celebrate about Croydon. hey. <laughs> The Fairfield Halls, Croydon. That's nice. The rest of it, it's tough to um, it's tough to find much to say celebratory about Croydon. And I grew up in Slough. Do you know what I mean? So I, I've I've seen some places, but I went to this very very nice gentleman's house today in Croydon, uh, and I collected thirteen volumes, the entire run of the unexplained magazine and they're all in the boot of my car and i tweeted a picture of them and said best four pound fifty i've ever spent and um about half a dozen people went oh i used to love their magazines particularly the bits about spontaneous human combustion and that was the six people went oh I had nightmares, the spontaneous human combustion. And I've not looked in there, but I remember it. The pictures of the leg, the leg, and the arms, and then the ashes where the torso would be. So um, tomorrow, if I can be bothered to um, to go through those uh, unexplained magazines, we'll do a spontaneous human combustion special. You won't want to miss it. Now, as you know, I've recently sold a Mickey Dolenz spitting image latex head on eBay. And I I, I sold it for a fraction of what I paid for it. But I sold it partly because it's falling apart. Because it turns out latex, here's something for all you uh, fetishists out there. Latex breaks down. And once it starts breaking down, it breaks down quickly. Um, And so I sold it because of that. And also to get a bit of room. But then the thing I've just bought takes up even more room than the thing I've sold to get a bit... My wife's going to kill me. My wife's going to kill me. 0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number. Paul's on the line. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing, Paul? You are right? 
I'm very well. I'm once again working away. It's the one night of the week that my wife won't kill me because I can ring you because I'm staying in, a, in an apartment and I'm nowhere near her. Oh. So I can listen to the whole show. It's delightful. It's what? What are you? What, is it your your apartment? You own you own an extra apartment that's that's separate from your house. No, 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 no. no I don't stay in hotels. I stay in apartments. Oh, well, hang on. What does that? Is, is that so? What? But that's like a posh hotel room. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a posh hotel room with the kitchen and everything built in, with a fridge and an oven, so you can cook your own food. Listen to your own radio, do what you like. It's great. Have you, have you not picked up on this? Every city in the UK has apartments now. For the same price as a hotel room, you can move into a house. Who's, whose house? <laughs> okay, that's confusing. Um, no, it's... it's um... I'm, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing cute here. I, gen- I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. And I do, from time to time, stay in hotels around the, every city in this country. Are you kidding? Okay, so... I no longer look for hotels when I go to stay, which I do most weeks. Yeah. Um, but don't don't stay in hotels. Look for go go on Booking dot com or, or other blah 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 available. Um, don't look for hotels. Filter it for apartments, and you can get an apartment room um, rather than a hotel room, which essentially gives you a one bedroom flat for the night. And how much? How much dollar are you um, you slapping down for that? How much dollar are you slapping down? How well, much dollar me, are you slapping I, down, Paul? I don't wish to brag, yeah. but I'm currently looking over the skyline of Nottingham yeah. um, and the princely sum of £125 Whoa! has changed hands. That's quite expensive. That's an expensive uh, no, hotel it's not. room. No, it's not. Where do you, what hotels do you stay oh, in? Oh, I stay honest? in absolute um, dives. Uh, is that for one uh, night? That's why you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I, I would, I would get very uncomfortable <laughs> at spending more than sixty-five quid a night. Yeah, but that's why you can afford to drive around in a Volkswagen Polo. <laughs> well, I did well if if they fix it, if they, <laughs> if they ever fix it. So I've got a higher car, right? While well, my car is is being repaired. Although the accident was oh, last Thursday. Started on this one. Well, Jesus, the, on, a- you the accident story. was last Thursday, and the car's being collected. Whoa, 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 whoa. What accident? Oh, I smashed my car up, mate. Oh, yeah. you usually just dent it. What have you done this time? Oh, I, I really went for it this time. I rammed into the back of a car. My fault totally. My fault totally. And what a j- lovely gentleman it was I rammed into the back <laughs> of. Um, but the, so the, car, the accident was last Thursday. The car is being collected by the um, garage, the insurance company recommend, next Monday. <laughs> Which <Flip>. is helpful. <laughs> so I've had to hire a hire car until then. Um, right. and, uh, but the hire car I've got, right, it's a, it's a, a Renault. Or as um, the congestion charge people say when you phone them up, a Renault. <laughs> and it's got, it's, it doesn't have keys. It has one of those cards. And you, you put, see, that's how you guys get around. You see, the rest of us used to have keys. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Well, I, it's, only, it's only when I bought this car um, about three months ago that I had a zapper to open the door. Up until then, I had to put the key in to turn it. But it doesn't have a key. It has a card. And you put this card in a slot, and then you press a start button, and you press the brake, and it starts oh. the car up. It's like voodoo. Yeah, but, but it's also, 
They've, they've, they've created a, a solution to a problem that didn't exist. Yeah! You used to do one motion, and now you have to do two or three. Yeah, exactly! <laughs> That's not progress. And, of course, every time I get out of the car, <laughs> I go for the key. It's not there. So I pull the but I pull the card out. But pulling the card out doesn't stop the car. You've got to press the stop button. <laughs> so I was in the house for an hour the other day, and I came back, and the car was still going. <laughs> it's ridiculous! Bloody Renaults. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm, Paul. Glad I, I'm glad I mentioned it. Anyway, anyway this is you and well. your, your fancy 125 quid a night uh, uh, apartment. Yeah, go on. Oh, come on. You, where, where do you stay then for oh, less than that? Oh, I go on um, those websites where you can you can just click on the. I mean, I've. Well, yeah, that's where I got this from. I go on Expedia Mate. and go for go for. I mean, you can get Premier in for 65 quid. Yes, yes, you can. Yes, yes, yeah. you can. All I Agreed. need, all I need, is a bed and a shower. Bish, bishy, bashy, boshy. If there's a hotel, if there's a buffet breakfast, that's a bonus. But I'm not going to fuss about that. Okay, well, I'm, I might get to the room slightly earlier in the day than you do, and need to do some work, and some not want work. to go down to eat and just uh, yeah, just work. Yes. Oh, I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't eat in the hotel. I normally, <laughs> I will normally, I will get. A, I quite often, uh, the thing I love doing is getting a pizza oh, delivered to the hotel. Here we go. Oh, here we go. So, so, what's a pizza cost? Wow, there's a question. I know twelve. Let's say twelve. Let, well, let's say all in mm, pizza and delivered. I don't think so. Come on. To, I, know, I, I, t- I can tell you exactly cost what it costs me. Creeping up, Ian. Cost of creeping up. I t- no, I tell you what. For, if I get pizza and I get potato wedgies, it's about twenty-one quid. Uh, it's not that extravagant, is it? No, no it's not. <laughs> and if it's if it's on a Tuesday, two for one Tuesday, then I'll, then that's breakfast as well. You see, always thinking. Yeah, thinking. but what's breakfast? What's breakfast? Pizza. What cold pizza. <laughs> if you've gone for a two-for-one Tuesday, cold pizza. Okay, you win. Yeah, I do win. I'm, yeah. I'm the best. Hats off. I actually forgot what I rang as well now. Well, Angelos, we've upset Angelos uh, uh, Pithibamu. I don't know if you no. say his name. He's saying, I'll do his voice. Talking about motors and hotel rooms for crying out loud. It's <laughs> his voice. He's been trolling me. Him and Barry from Watford are going out on a tour, right? And from what I've heard, the rehearsals have been atrocious. And they keep begging me, Ian, 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 please come and be our opening act. Please come and be our opening act and save us. Because the the rehearsals are so poor, we need need a strong opening act to give us every chance of success. And I keep saying, guys... If I'm free, I might pop along and help you out. But I'm a busy, I'm a busy man. I've got a job. Do, do, do you know? Do you know what? You you could give them some, some good advice to those guys. Oh, good. Don't Seriously. don't don't do you a show. You're pony. You're acting pony. Seriously, Go on. have they considered doing a podcast? Not not individually, but together. That that might get some listeners. You'll yeah, know about that. Yeah, I would know about give that. Them some advice. Get, well, guys, if if you're not doing a podcast, they may be doing one together already. I don't know. I don't. I know very little about them. I doubt them. it. I doubt it. Go, do a podcast. There we go. Did we get to the point of your call, Paul? Oh, I'm not sure we can now. I've, I've, <laughs> I've actually written some notes down because, as I said last week, I'm a pretty nervous caller. Oh. Right. So um, uh, you were talking about, and you've gone off on a hell of a rate tonight. This is lovely to hear. Um, oh, really? Because uh, to me, in my head, it sounds rubbish. I'm just, you know, oh, good, no, as long it, as you're enjoying it, it. That's the main thing. It's, it's, I don't wish to explore. Beautiful. That was great. That was just for you. There we go. There we go. Superb. Isn't it feel um, naughty? Doesn't it feel naughty doing that? 
No, because that's how I usually speak. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that case, well done for not swearing generally. <laughs> um... So, uh, so, so you were talking about the Bake Off yes. and how, how terrible it all is. I was listening to a mainstream radio show today, and this is this is getting back to your thing about how do you attract more listeners? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. That we talked about in the past. Yeah. Somebody rang into a mainstream radio station, the the brownest radio station that exists. Yes. It's gravy coloured yeah. today, and the the, the, the lunchtime DJ actually said the words, "Somebody, somebody." called in to say, I've had to pull over in tears <laughs> to talk about the, the loss of Bake Off to the BBC and how this is. <laughs> yeah, so we're done. Um, so all I'm thinking is, at that point, that, that, that DJ has nothing to say. So no. perhaps you could say, perhaps I can direct you to... Ian Lee on Talk Radio. <laughs> yes. Who can deal with your call more effectively. Who can deal with hopefully. your... Yeah, exactly. Get yeah. a life. It's a TV programme <laughs> that I've never seen. It's a, it's it's all a load of old... Go- well, you know, Jer- Jeremy Vine's a very nice guy, so... Um... Absolutely. I, I didn't say Jeremy Vine. Yes, um... <laughs> <laughs> he is nice. Jeremy Vine's always been very... Bizarrely. Bizarrely, Jeremy Vine is a fan of mine. Isn't that weird? I mean, he's always been very, very generous about me in my show, so, so I, I, I love that that guy well I, i've done some things with radio two in the past who children need and i think i may be the only person that has a jeremy vine vine on oh, vine there you go you see but there you go there's, yeah. there's some magic paul i'm late um, for a break did we did we get that was that was the point no that wasn't it stay there we'll come to you after this Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Paul! Ian! We've had someone phone in to complain about our conversation. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair enough. <laughs> Say hello to Angelos. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a dream come true. Hello, Angelus. How are you, pal? Yeah, listen, mate. You you ring up to talk about the price of hotel rooms? (laughs) No, no, not hotel rooms, no. What was it, then? I don't stay in hotel rooms, Angelus. Well, you're in a hotel room in Nottingham, isn't it? No, I'm in an apartment. Get with the programme, pal. Come on. What apartment? An apartment. What apartment is it? An apartment. No, no, I borrowed it for the night. What are you doing in there? <laughs> um, what, what? <laughs> at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, at the moment I'm just gazing out the balcony view over the Nottingham skyline. What, are you on holiday? <laughs> it does feel like that. It really does feel like that. You go to Nottingham on your holiday and stay near the apartment? Angelos, sorry, it sounds like you've got, I don't know, a, a, a sausage or a, a, yeah. a, a something in your mouth. I've got a sausage, actually, yes. I've got a very long one. Is Harry there? No, he's not here. Yeah. OK. Uh, right, Angelos, are you, are you looking for your mum? Is that why you're calling Paul? Did you see if she's there? <laughs> I'm, call, I'm calling because I know she's there. Angelus, your, fo- your signal's breaking up. Your phone... What's going on? Your phone is breaking up. Yeah. Well, I'll break you up in a minute. <laughs> hang on a minute. There's no need for violence. Hang on. Yeah, hang well, on. 
No need for violence. You're having a little bit of banter about your mum and her part-time job. <laughs> You've been trolling me. I've not been trolling you, mate. You've been trolling me big time, mate. You've been trolling me for three days while I've been trying to get my uh, roulette system going. Right, you have been interrupting that and trolling me and putting right off my stroke. What roulette system is that? I've been working on my roulette system. Oh, yeah. How does it, how's it going? Probably up to about 23. Oh, mm. you think I'm going to tell you my roulette system? Well, g- just explain the base. Don't give us the specifics, obviously. That would be crazy. But just give us the basics of how it works. Well, you go in the um, roulette um, room, right, and you sit there. You do what? And you, get, you sit there and you get all your um, discs, okay? And then you sit there and then you watch the, um, the circle go around, right? And um, the, roulette the ball's wheel. on it. The roulette wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the numbers on. And then there's the ball on it. Yeah. Right? And then the ball goes on them numbers, okay? Yeah, I know and how then, roulette works. I just wondered what your system yeah. was for getting money right. out of it. I'm going to tell you. Right. right. You listening, Katia? You, yeah. Yeah. Okay, listen, Katia. Right, and then you, the ball goes on them numbers, right? And then you wait until a ball has gone on every number on the wheel, and that could take a few days, so you need to take some sandwiches, okay? Right? And then, when when there is one more number uh, the ball hasn't been on, you just keep sticking your money on that number, and eventually it will come up, and you'll, you'll probably clean your house out. Uh, is he, is he, are you still there? I'm still there. Are you still there, Angelos? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. And while I've been working that system out, you've been trolling me. Yeah, well... <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? And I don't understand this, Angelos, but this is this is the thing. When a ball... When the ball, right... Yeah. What, on the roulette? We're back on the roulette, um, roulette system. When it lands in... Say it lands in number seven, right? Uh, yes. The next time you spin it, the chances yes. of it landing on number seven very slim. Are, yeah. No, are exactly the same. No, they won't. But as if it's going to land on seven again, it's exactly the same right. as before as the odds before it landed on that number seven. No, it goes on another number. Well, there's loads of, there's loads of numbers on that wheel. It's yeah. not going to go on it again. But not for ages. No, it doesn't take it doesn't take it in turns. So it, no, goes, it does. You go for all the numbers, and then and then you're left with one number that it ain't been on for ages, and then you stick all your money on that, okay. and then eventually yeah. you you'll have it off. Huh? Okay. Huh. Have you ever been to a casino, Angelos? Yeah. Okay. And I've you, been there. And you've you've you've, you've played what? roulette, yeah. No, I don't play it. I, I'm working on my system. Not a mug. How are rehearsals for the show going, Angelos? I've heard it's it's pretty hard work for the audience. Yeah, it's dismal. It's like um, it's like wading through treacle, really, at the moment. And yet it's billed as a comedy show, isn't it? It's a comedy show, yeah, yep. but we've, like... No fun if it's been on information as well, there'd be a lot of information there. Right. 
Because if we don't, if we don't have um, like comedy to do, we'll just read out of books and stuff. Yeah, and I I spoke to Barry, and he basically said he's he, he's worried the whole thing's going to be a disaster, and he, he was begging yeah. me, begging me to come and do some, open up some of the shows for you, be the opening act. Yeah, I know he said that, I, and I am. But he, didn't, eh? but he didn't know you'd been trolling me. I'm not. It's not. Too, well, with with fairness, in fairness, you sent me a picture on on Twitter yesterday of a scrap of paper. And if anyone wants to see it, they go to my Twitter page. It's my um, background picture that says Ian Lee is a twat. Yeah, right. That's right. Well, I no, mate. I just found that in the road. Oh, you just found it in the road, did you? I found it in the road, yeah. Right. I found it in the road. And, and anybody, could have written, anybody could have written that. Katia, Katia yes, please do. Uh, what's the difference between a, a twit and a twat? Well, the, 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 the difference is, 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 is quite rude. They're two different chocolate bars. Chocolate bars. Thank you. Sir Angelos, I will yeah. come and open up some of your shows for you. What, the door? But I want you to beg. I'm not begging you. I want you to beg for me to be no, the opening act for some no, of your shows. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'll, I'm I, not doing it. Well, then I won't come and help you out, mate. I won't come and help those those uh, venues where the ticket sales have been sluggish and people will sit through your treacle show and um, will you you'll probably well, be suicides I'll, after it. All right, well... You, I know for a fact on them nights when the ticket sales are very sluggish, you've got nothing else to do. Right. So, so you might as well, <laughs> you might as well come down there. Well, if you beg me, I will. I'm not begging you. You'll have nothing else to do, and you go, and you'll go. All right, I'll go. I'll go down there, and you know, and I'll do do your do your dance what? or whatever it is you want to do. So it is a dance, yeah. Street yeah. dance. Street dance. I know, I want you to do some uh, magic as well. Yeah, do some street dance and some magic. That's the act. Yeah, OK. Well, yeah. that's good. Well, that's if, you beg, good, if you beg me, if you say... If you I'm say, not begging you. Well, then I'm not doing it. I'll sit at home and watch well, X. Well, then I'm not begging you. Well, then I'm in not that, doing in it. That case, in that case, I'm not, I'm not going to beg you for it. In that case, this conversation is over, and I wish your tour the very best of luck, because you're going to need it. Thanks for calling. Before you go, um, who's your favourite actor? Who's my favourite actor? Yeah. Ma- Michael Keaton. I thought he was brilliant in Multiplicity. Oh, OK. Why, why are you asking? Oh, I don't know. What? Who's your favourite actor? She's James, I thought. Who? She's James. Who? She's James. Sidans. So she's she James. Sit down. She changed. Sit down. You know, she changed. <laughs> she, she changed. Well, thanks for calling, Angelos. Okay, bye. Glad he's gone. There's always. Uh... Apologies for the bad language there. It just gets very tense. Um, Katia. Yeah, I thought you had lost it yesterday with the with the game. You should have told me that uh, we were playing a game. I didn't know. It was it was really obvious to no. anybody. Ed, well, Gap forgot it straight away, okay. and he's not the sharpest um, <laughs> lemon in the lemon tree. 
No, no, you didn't warn us. No, but, All um, right, Katia. Yeah. We're going to go to the news. No. When we come back, we're as soon playing. as we come back, we're yeah. going to play the game, okay? No. Okay, as soon as we come back, bing, bang, bong, straight after the news, Katia and I are going to play the game, okay? Good. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Katia, when we come back, we're playing a game. After that, we'll have Scott Balcony, who's um, written a brilliant song. Uh, and then after that, it's whatever uh, you fancy. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. The time starts now. Katia, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I don't want to play, though, but I am ready. Do you not want to play? I am ready, okay. But but do do you not want, seriously, do you not want to play? I will play. Okay. But you don't don't have to, if 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 you don't want to, we can stop. Let's play. You want to play? I do. Okay, right. So you ready? I am. Okay, good. Now, yesterday, you got upset because we were playing a game and you didn't realise, have you never heard of this game before? I had never. Really? That's the truth. That's incredible, because it's one of the most famous games in the world. Well, you have invented it. Sorry? You have invented the game. No, Des O'Connor invented it. Okay. You know who Des O'Connor is? I don't know who he is. Really? That's the truth. Wowzers. Des O'Connor's um, a very tanned... Um, I wonder, is De- Des is still alive, I think. Scott, is Des still alive? Yep, he's 73 now. There we go. And he yep. was married to um, the Mel uh, from... Melanie Sykes. Melanie Sykes. Do you know Melanie Sykes, Katia? Mel C, the one from the Spice Girls. No, because that would because Mel C's last name begins with C, not S. Oh, that's true. So, Melanie Kite. Do you know her? Uh, I heard of her. You've heard of her? I have. OK, well done. Well, Katia, well done. You made a minute. So that's, that's, <laughs> how, that's how you play it. You, did you enjoy that? the edge. Are, are you, were you nervous? I was. You can talk, you can talk properly now. <laughs> can I? Yeah, you can. Hello, Katia. Hello, hello, uh, Scott. Hello, well done. Uh, Katia, are you excited to talk hey, to Scott? Uh, I'm excited to talk to Katia, my favourite caller. No, she's not. Your favourite caller is um, Bill. That's true. I like Bill. Bill's good. I like his, his singing songs, but... I think, I think um, Katia has got stronger and stronger. She really stronger. has come into her own, hasn't she? She has come into her own, yeah. Hey, Scott, are you on a speakerphone? <laughs> no, no, I'm... We always do this, and you always complain about the quality of my line. The quality of your material, but never mind. Um, well, Katia, we're on to the, um, the special guest part no, of the... No, don't sh- get rid of Katia. Get rid of me, and I'll... Uh, you talk to Katia, and I'll come back in a bit. No. Well, you can... You stay oh, there. No. no. Oh. Don't go. You're saving the club. No, I'll stay here. I'll stay here, but you you chat to Ian. I don't want to be rude. Uh, well, no, because uh, it's the first time that I talk to you, uh, and I always, um, you know, I listen to uh, um, James O'Brien. Oh, yeah, I'm always bringing James O'Brien. Well, well, I just uh, and, and he tweets to you, and you know he does. Oh, can we not? Let's not talk know. about that <laughs> chancer because he's not here. <laughs> You were talking about uh, James O'Brien over uh, WhatsApp today, weren't you, Ian? Were you? Was I? What were you, what were you saying about him again? I can't, I can't remember. I said... No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Listen, you've already ruined the chances of me getting Cat Stevens on <laughs> the show. I'm terrible about that. Yeah. I, I genuinely, because I, normally I'm quite, I'm, you know, I'm quite, I play it cool, you know, try, you know, but I did, after that exchange, I did think, yeah, actually, that was, that was That's going to Catty, are you a fan of Cat Stevens? Bit, bit the old Yusuf? I don't know his songs. Do I love I? my dog as much as I love you. I love my dog. My dog will always come through. You know mm-hmm. that one? That's mm-hmm. the rubbish one. I tell you the best Cat Stevens song ever. Oh, Road. No. Yep. No, 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 no. Father and Son. First cut is the deepest. No, no, no. The best Cat Stevens song, and he doesn't play it anymore, and it's a shame, right? Um, hang on a minute. Who's drinking? Mate. Yeah, that's a very loud swallow. Here right. we go. Listen to this. This is... Oh, not this, because this is a live version. Go, go, go on it, go on it live. This, this is, listen to this. This is the best Cat Stevens song ever. Listen. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. Matthew and son. Matthew and son. Listen to the drum. Here comes the drum. Ready? Here we go. Oh, no, it's the bass. Up at eight, you can't be late for Matthew and son, cos he won't horns. Sexy horns. Then run down a platform one, cos everyday life is so boring. Comes the drum. You don't know that song, Katya? I heard it on uh, Space. You heard it on Spaced? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a rubbish one, Katia. Don't listen to him. Anyway, 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 Katia. What's happening? I'm going to cut you off. Okay. There we go. So, it's special guests no. time. I wish you hadn't cut Katia off now. You, you made me feel awful. Well, you should, you, you know, she, she's here illegally, so we can't, we can't condone people climbing in the back of vans. Claiming our benefits. Coming over here, claiming our benefits, marrying our um, uh, people called Roger and stealing our gun engraving jobs. There's somewhere, there is a gun engraver, d- d- drunk. Yeah. Cursing at that. Scott Balcony! First time caller, long time listener. That, that makes me uncomfortable because it should be long time, long time listener, first time caller is the correct order of things. Well, it's on the th- I've been listening for ages, but this is the first time I've called on this show. Okay, so you're long time listener. Long time. First time caller. Yes. So, um, now this is very exciting. For those who don't know, you are quite often on Twitter um, posting abuse, swear words. Um, I don't swear very often. I'm quite, quite careful with that. Quite, it's, quite a bit, it's quite a bit of bad language. Lo- it looks like I'm swearing, but I'm just... It, I'm not swearing. Uh, you post controversial Secret. quizzes. Secret swearing. Controversial quizzes. Yeah. Um, and it's what's your what, your at balcony shirts, right? Yes, I've and got so, another quiz. Oh yeah, go on. Uh, what animal yeah. kicked a hole in Johnny Cash's tummy? Hmm. A cow. No. Horse. Let's carry on, and we'll we'll come back to it later. All right, fine. If anyone knows, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you've got a question for Hit the mayor, the numbers of now you will get through. Thank you very much indeed. Now, uh, you also run um, the brilliant balcony shirts yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. you make funny t-shirts and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. You also design all of the record sleeves for my record label. Yes, I'm but, proud of that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've only gone and um, written... I've written a hit song. I was going to say that. You've only gone and written a really good song. I know. I know. But it is genuinely, it's a brilliant song. And in fact, it's, on I, him, it's 
funny thing, when you ke- if you keep throwing a ball at a hole yeah. for long enough, eventually, and no matter how rubbish you are at throwing a ball in a hole, eventually it will go in. What if, the ball's, what if the ball's too big for the hole? <laughs> well, oh, Jesus. That's the thing, you see. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Well, I just, I always think, I always think the ball is going to go in a hole at some point. That, that, that's, you know, it's, it's a good. That's philosophy. optimism. That's 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 a that's yeah. a good attitude to have. Yeah. Um, now, tell t- tell me about um, uh, this song because it's like a hundred and fifty year old poem. Okay, so I'm on Twitter and I'm always talking about Uxbridge and nah, 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 being an idiot. But about a year ago, Uxbridge Library went, "Look, Scott, look, we found this poem about Uxbridge." Oh yeah. And it was written by this fella, and I'd never heard of him. No one had ever heard of him. It, but, but it was a poem about Uxbridge, and I thought, oh, that's quite cool. You know, because the, the, on the bottom of the poem it said, um, written in Windsor Street, which is where our shop is. Yeah. And it was written about St Margaret's Church, which is literally, I'm looking at it now, I'm actually looking, literally looking yeah. at it now, across the road. And I thought, well, that's cool. You know, he's written about that, and I'm standing here now, he was a shopkeeper. That's brilliant. But when I looked into it, this bloke was like a bit of a legend, and he's got loads of books out, and he's written loads of plays, and he's quite famous. Well, who, who was he? Because I'd never heard of him. John Leno. Right. But yeah, I mean, how big are you on 1870s poets? I, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him there die. Hello. Yeah, there you go. That's two Johnny Cash references in five minutes, it's, so we're doing well. It's unprecedented. So, um, so I thought, well, this is brilliant, because he's like, this bloke's a dude. Yeah. He had a shop literally almost on top of my shop, like two doors down. Yeah. And he was a printer, which we're printers. He wrote songs out of his shop, and we write uh, ridiculous songs out of his shop. And I thought, this is mad, like, this is mad. So I'm going to do this poem again. I'll write this again. And we'll record it and all the rest of it. So we did it. And it sounds all right, because we've got some really good people on it. And, it, you know, it's, it's like... Well, we've actually done quite a good job, Ian. This is the thing, right? It doesn't just sound all right. It, it sounds flippant. It's brilliant. Bless you, It's man. genuinely Bless brilliant. You. Um, you've... You, you, it, it, it's all rock and roll. Who's playing on it? Well, I'm I'm singing. Yep. And then there's um, Christopher Taylor, who was in one of the finest uh, indie bands of the 90s, the New York City Backlash. He's on bass. Yeah. Uh, then there's Lee Hegarty... Who's in the ruts? You know the ruts. Like, and now you, you know, I don't know who the ruts are. Mad. You know, like uh, Babylon's burning. If you buy any any CD, go into any shop, buy yes. the the greatest punk album in the world ever. Yeah, there'll be a rut song on there. Okay, and he's in them. Okay, but he wasn't. Oh, he's not an original rut. Yeah, but we we skip over that. Okay, <laughs> okay, right. Fine. We, we skip over that. He's, yeah. So so he's one. He's in one. Of, he's in one of the big, biggest punk bands ever. So he's playing on it. Then uh, Matt, all right, your friend of mine. Yes, from Star of uh, Watchdog. Star of Watchdog and like general like you know, good good guy. Yeah. Looking out for the the little man. Yeah. He's on it, and he's playing um, organ Hammond organ. And then what was what? Oh, well, I think this is good. We got the. We, I recorded the bells actually playing off the church, and I've mixed them into the song as well. So it's See, like, this is genuinely right. All, all joking aside, yeah. this is genuinely like yeah. a nice, a nice thing. It's a uh, nice thing to yeah. do. Have, have you been in touch with any of this fellow's family? No, but I've been in touch with a vicar. Oh I yeah, spoke to a vicar. What did he say? Well, he was really like a little bit. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, Ian. Little. I hope you're listening. A little bit arsey. <laughs> he was a bit... Really? He was, Why? He was a bit... I was like, can we record... Can I record your bells? And I knew I didn't have to, because I'm on the flipping street. I can do whatever I like. Yeah. I was like, I was just being nice. 
oh, can I record your Bell's Ice Bear Knife? And he was like, oh, I have to see you, or oh. I hope, hopefully we can do it. Wow. Anyway, now we've done it, yeah. and then I'm going to reveal a, a really exciting secret in a minute. Oh, yeah. But now we've done it, he's my best friend. Oh. He's like, oh, Scott, yeah, do you want to come over for tea? We can well, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. That's, yeah. that's how you join the cult of Christianity. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm bowing down to God right fair now. Play. Fair play, fair play. Um, so, shall we play it? Do it. All right, here we go. Do you want to introduce it? Okay, this is the Balcony Shirts Band playing a song which was all the original lyrics from a 200-year-old poem by John Lena Bedford. Here we go. Come in, come in. Bring it. Nope, hang on, hang on. Oh, mate. No, hang on. You always ruin it for me, don't you? You take out you're my friend, but you just try to make me look stupid. I'm I'm not trying to make you look stupid. Is this... Hang on. Yeah, yeah, play the next, play the next one, go on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Coldplay. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> can hear what we say on it. No. <laughs> Hang on a second. Oh, it's this one! Hey! Oh, no, it won't play. Hang on. There's a cha- Oh, let me just say one thing. Yeah? There's a chanting, there's monks chanting at the beginning. I wanted to get a children's choir in. Yeah. But after the vicar had been a bit moody, I didn't want to go in and say, can I... Get your ch- the children to sing, so we just did it ourselves. Here we go. Oh, hang on, it's not playing. Here we go. Here we go. For the sake of this heavenly spade, they call rock and roll. Amuse me, there's no muesli, and it can elicit signal and rush if it's pricey and haze is just icy. God rest their Years I squander from the first I wander from the gentle windings of the cold stream shore. But we blossom burning, and now I'm returning to the scenes I cherish in the days of yore.
it goes all, um... That ending's a bit of a row, isn't it? Yeah, flipping it. i have to remix it. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant, man. It's just it's a bloke... Um, it's a bloke dissing other town's bells. It's a, it's a, bloke, it's a bloke stick, yeah, sticking the, the boot into to some other chap's bells. Uh, can people... Is it... Can people buy it? No. It's, oh. it's all for free. It's all on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I've got to, I've got to put a thing in now, because if you search for the bells on Uxbridge... Yeah. People have already started putting their own versions of it up. Oh. Unbelievable. What, covering your so song? Find our, find our one. Yeah. So, because the, the hits go to our thing, and then we make the one uh, cents from right. YouTube. All right, well, tweet it. I'll retweet it. At Balcony Shirts, if people want to follow you. Nice one, Scott. It's brilliant, man. Oh, thank you very much for having me on, and thank you very much. Love Ta- you, man. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 0844-499-1000. Late-night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I swear to God, it is boiling in this studio. The sweat is dripping off me. On the plus... On the plus side of things, um, I just got my um, pre-sale. Isn't it? Isn't it hot? Isn't it hot? Don't put it on fan. Put it on cool. Put it on cool. Um, uh, my pre-sale code for um, come in, come in, because we ain't got no phone calls. I get, I get the vibe. Here's the vibe I get, Catherine, at the moment. That um, there ain't no one listening to this. Genuinely, it's not me being, you know, being down. I genuinely get the vibe that no one's listening to this, and part of me does wonder. There we go. There's cool air coming out. Good. I can feel that. Part of me does wonder, apart from uh, banking, a very, very hefty uh, check every month. Not very hefty, but, yeah, it's more than, you know... Me. Well, more than you, and more than one should get for sitting in a hot room for three hours a night. I do wonder if anyone's listening, you know, beyond a small... um, you know, kind of hardcore. We'll do. I'll see what we'll do next week. We'll do. A, we'll do a new callers night. Mm-hmm. One night next week. We'll do that because um, that's always a call to arms. But I do wonder if anybody's listening. I wonder what the point of of this is. And oh. The point of, of of sitting here and doing this. If you know, it, 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 hey, if, if a tree falls in a forest, does it make any noise? Well, yeah, of course it does. But there ain't no one there to hear mm-hmm. it, and that's the important thing. I think people are listening, but I think. Tonight they're just all a bit floppy. Oh, I'm not worried about the lack. It's not because of the lack of calls. You know, that, that, that's part of it. But that's that's not the, you know that's not the thing. I just I just um, I tell you what, the periscope packed in, right? Yeah. No one said anything. No one's got all the periscopes packed in, and it, we, it, which kind of makes me um, think that just what is maybe the novelty of listening to that bloke that got sacked off the BBC for sticking up for the gays. Uh, you know, maybe that novelty has worn off, and maybe um, the novelty of something that is a little bit, uh, that is significantly more freeform than, um, you know, the, the, the stuff that I would consider to be tripe on the other stations, um, maybe that novelty has worn off. Maybe there is a reason that people don't do shows like this very often mm. my kidneys it's so hot my kidneys are hurting you imagine that imagine that my actual kidneys are throbbing with the heat of this room i think that you underestimate how um funny you are just talking so sometimes they don't want to phone in 
There's no, there's, there's no vibe tonight. There's, well, there there's... was. We were bouncing along for a while. Well, quiet. N- well, I don't. I, I would dispute. Um, I would dispute that. But there's, there's no vibe, and you know why there's no vibe. You know, there's stuff going on mm-hmm. and stuff that is, that is kind of bigger than this, than these uh, four walls. Yeah. Um, but, but, which makes it hard to focus on, on, on doing the show and stuff. But I do. I just wonder. What's the point of it all, well, man? What's the point of um, what's the what is the point? Well, there's a very funny caller to down the line, and boy, oh boy, I hope they bring back another series of that. It's an Indian caller. Yeah, I know. What's, exactly po- what's point of what? What is point of yeah. playground? But didn't that guy become Citizen Khan? Oh, is that him? Yeah, Adil Ray. Uh, yeah, it could be, and he's very funny on that. He had a spin-off with well, the Citizen Khan show, which I, which I think is atrocious, yeah. but um, but people love it. It got two series. Um, but he's very funny in... They're all funny in um, Down the Line. What's point of voting? What is point of point? Mm-hmm. What is point of show? And what is the point of show? And uh, uh, here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking, right? In the early 1970s, the Beach Boys, I think it's... They, they now say it was a joke, right? It was a passing comment. Maybe it was a passing comment... Maybe it was um, an actual possibility. Mm. But they, in the 70s, when they couldn't, you know, sell more than 200 tickets to a show, it was talked about dropping the word boys from the act and becoming beach. Now, how hip and, you know, it would have, it would have been awful. Well, but, it sounds like a, a Mexican saying a yeah, very rude word. Well, exactly. But part of me thinks, mate, you know, part of me thinks, I, I do love playing alternate realities with bands. Um, what what if the Beach Boys had dropped the the and boys from their name in 1971 and become beach. beach. What would what would their legacy be now? And part of me thinks maybe for for a show like this. And here now here's forward thinking, guys. Here's forward thinking. Um, because it's this is hard work. They're doing doing this show for me is hard work, right? Much harder than it was at the BBC, because primarily I'm there's more time to fill. The BBC we could play records and we had news every um, fifteen minutes, and we and had we travel had to have items. and we had to have items and we had guests and we had um, weather and we, so the, the, you know just the amount of time that I had to speak was significantly less, right? And if it was if I was getting flustered, I could go, oh here's a record, mm-hmm. oh here's the travel. Um, and we would we, do that. So, so doing what is pretty much, you know, three solid hours of just sitting here and talking and generating, you know, alchemy, doing alchemy, gener- making, turning, you know, rubbish into gold is, is hard work. So here's my, um, and it would never happen, so don't worry, guys, but here's my, my thinking, because it, it's taxing on the old noddle. Go on. Uh, a month on and a month off. Month on, month off. Mm. Now, I would be up for that. I would be up for that. Of course, you couldn't do that in radio because there'd be no consistency and the the figures would be all over the shop. But I would happily, happily um, do four weeks on and four weeks off. Do you think you could pick it up after four weeks? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because after four weeks, I'd be chomping at the bit again. I'd be ready to... I'd be raring to go, you know. I'd be enthused. And I I tend to find after about three weeks, three weeks, three and a half weeks, I'm just, it's, I start flagging a bit Mm -hmm. and then I'll have another wave of enthusiasm. Then we'll have something like Mike Love or something and and it will, will, you know, it will carry itself. Enthusiasm was the wrong word. Um, But, uh, you know, we're we're a radical station, man, where anything can happen. And my my agent was listening to this, he'd be going nuts. Don't worry, it's not going to happen. But a month on and a month off, 
And then there would be the rivalry as well between whoever it is mm-hmm. that does that month, you know. Yeah, but the other thing is, right, Yeah. this this thing that we're doing yeah. takes getting used to, yeah. right? So, you know, and training the callers to be fluid and to... But it's not all about callers. You keep going back to the no, callers. No, 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 but what I'm saying to you is... No, but also the, training the listeners to to just go with it. But they might be, the listeners might be going with it. Um, mm. But I just, I get the vibe. And now we'll get, you know, we, we've got a couple of regular callers. Thank you, Pablo and Paul. I'll get to you in a minute. Um, and people are just going, hey, I'm listening. I'm listening. Well, that's great. Nine people have tweeted me to say they're listening. Nine people, gosh. You know, you kind of, you, you, I, I do go home some nights and think, hey, that was brilliant. We did something new and wonderful and original. It was fantastic and it was it was great. And that's what it's all mm. about. I go home more often going, well, I cashed a check there. You know, that's that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of, uh, the, the, that's not a good way to fall asleep. No, I know. You know, and I go home thinking, oh, he's not into it. You know, what am I going to do? What? How can I help? How can I back him up? How can I change but things? But it's not even, it's not, it, see, it's not even being into it, because that sounds ungracious, you know, because we're in a privileged position. It's just what is, um, what is point of show? You know, what is point of show? Trying stuff out. We get to try stuff out here. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're feeling flat anyway, well, it can seem, it can seem more difficult. Can't adjust. Yeah. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on air and after on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Paul's on the line. Good evening, Paul. Uh, regular caller, Paul. By the way, Re- regular caller, Paul. Regular call until he gets dumped because Angels has got something to say. Oh, it's you, you've been on already, Paul. You can't come yeah. back on. Oh, okay. Then, you, you, can, you, can, you can briefly, but I kind of sort of have a sort of rule that you can't come back on once you've been on. But okay. you go on. Go on. Right, okay. don't, take, but don't take it personally. Not... But if you dump somebody halfway through a more, more important call to somebody else... Well, then, yeah, these, you things, know. these things happen. What was, the, what, was the yeah. point, what was the point that you didn't get to reach in your earlier call? Well, now you make it really important. It isn't really. Oh. Um, okay, but... So... <laughs> 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 no pressure. Um... Right, um, rugby. Yes. Do you do you have any um, involvement at all? Do you understand the game? Do you like the game? Do you have any opinion can, on it? You can pass backwards. It's <clears throat> very good. And a try is worth two points. Close. Three points. Good. And um, that's all I know about it. Okay. There's a, there's a there's a bit of an internet sensation today oh. um, of of a, a huge fella who's eight years old yeah. rampaging over some smaller fellows that are also eight years old and the, the internet's well Facebook has gone live with it and it's awful it's terrible it's was, the worst was, thing was, ever hang on what is it it's an eight year old thumping someone. Well, no, he's he's literally rampaging. He's literally from one end of the pitch to the other, just walking over these kids, pushing them aside. Just, just it's like King Kong right. scoring a try over, yes. uh, yeah, Lilliputians. Yes. It's terrible. I I'm a youth chairman, and I probably shouldn't admit that right now, um, of, of a rugby club, and 
it's the worst thing that could happen to our game. Oh. Because it's, 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 it almost embodies what everybody assumes we want to see, and it's terrible. It's terrible. What do... Um, uh, why, tell me why it's so terrible. Because he's so young. Uh, no, because he's so dominant, because he's so physical and so brutal, and the parents are laughing on the sidelines. And for me, my child's played rugby since he was five years old, and yeah. he's now 13, yeah. and it's been the best the best thing for him. You know, he, he ball boys, he, he's ball boys for a premiership team, yeah. he ball boys for his club team, he's part of a club, he's part of a community, and there's not many communities that exist anymore. <laughs> but I explain why this I don't understand why this eight year old kid and by the way that's not the worst picture that uh, Facebook have had up of kids recently read the 14 year old Irish girl but um, why, why is this why is this this kid's why is I don't understand why the, what you're describing having not seen the footage why it's so bad oh this this, this eight year old is di- di- disproportionately larger than all of his teammates right. um, contemporaries but, but, he's he's huge he's he's like a 13 year old but you don't want him to play with th- you don't want him to play with 13 year olds do you no well who, no, should, no, no. who should he play with then well well he should he, okay so the, the, there are there are procedures in place in our country well, the video isn't in our country but in our oh. country there are procedures in place that he could play up you tie an arm behind his back no, no, no. <laughs> Is that what you do? You blindfold him. <laughs> you put stones in his shoes. Oh, steady on, Ian. That would work. That would work. He sounds like a right thug. But then, OK, well, how do you handicap him? And I use that term deliberately. No, no but, 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 but you don't. But you don't. That's exactly it. You don't. But then what, it, do, you, well, then what, do, you, what do you do then? He's got to play with kids what? his own age. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Exactly that. You... you, 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 you go through some procedures and you play him up somewhere between where he is size-wise and where he is mentally and you but what does that you, you mean? position so how, him there. How old would he play? Uh, if he's eight and the size of a 13-year-old, he'd probably play around 11s. But you can't, have an eight, you, it. you can't have an eight-year-old playing with 11-year-olds, can you? Why can't you? Because there's a three-year difference. In... In mentality, yes, but in size, no. So you can manage it. If, if, you, if you saw the evidence I'm talking about, this kid, oh, don't do this, kid, buddy. Where then, would you no, let refugees live in your house with you? Don't do that to me. No, I'm not doing um, that at all. I'm not doing it at all. But, but there is a huge difference between an 8-year-old and an 11-year-old. Yeah, yeah, there is. There and is, and, and, and this, this to, is, this to is put an 8-year-old suddenly in a team with a group, and I don't, I don't know what, what happens if I don't know, but to put an 8-year-old with a, with, with a load of 11-year-olds, are, are, no, are no, kids, some uh, kids would find that really intimidating. And the language you use, it would be. You wouldn't suddenly put him in, you'd introduce him, and it would happen to be introduced and managed. But, but it's a managed process in this country. Where, wherever this video is from, I think it's America, American League. Unbelievable. And he's just literally swatting them out of the way. So it's just, oh, do you know, yeah, how old are your boys? Six four and four. And six and four. Six and four. Have you considered getting them into rugby? I, I'd rather they didn't. Say yes. No, no, oh, yeah. I'd rather they didn't because I think it's, I think it's an awful, <laughs> awful sport, and I think it's, it's, it's oh. I think it's quite dangerous. Um, but they, they do a thing called, um, um, they do like this thing called um, scrummies. That's what they do. A thing called scrummies, which I guess is a soft intro to rugby. I'd, but I'd rather, I'd rather they didn't. What would you rather they do then? Well, th- well, uh, 
I'm not taking offence here. I get it. I, I get it that you don't. I'd, want to play ra- I'd rather they didn't play rugby. It's a physical sport, and there is some. There is some physical. Yeah, yeah it's it, dangerous. It, it, uh, it's dangerous, is uh, no, uh, well, no, it is. Well, no, no, it's. Hang on a minute. You can't. You can't say that the rugby isn't dangerous. Have you not seen the size of some of those eight-year-olds? <laughs> you got. You got the dump on. No, nobody. Well, um, no, but wait a minute. You, you, you're just telling me about the giant eight-year-olds. No, I'm just, yeah, no, yeah no, no, I'm just telling you how that wouldn't happen. In England, right? But I don't. I'd, I'd rather my boys didn't play rugby. No, no, that's that's fine. I, I get that. I get that. But what sport would you like them to play? Um, I don't. Well, you know, I'm not really into sports, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, I was a sprinter. I'd like it. I, I don't care. Whatever makes them happy. And if they want to play rugby, I'm not going to stop them. But as cool. a dad, um, uh, I'd I'd rather they didn't. Okay, I get that. <sighs> Where, I don't know where you're going with that point about what what b- b- about them playing rugby. I don't, I don't, well, only only because it was given my child as a as a, as a somebody going to five years old and the community and the friends he's got now, yeah. and uh, uh, that that's sort of where I'm going with that. Um, but but <sighs> but you can get community and friends in 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 you know in loads, and that's brilliant. I'm not knocking you or your kids or anything like that. But no, uh, I'll you, get that. you I'll, can I'll... get community and friends in loads of different activities. You know, and I'd I'd rather that um, it wasn't involved in rugby. That's, and that, I'm just asking what the alternative might be. Because well, does there need to be an alternative? Uh... Books, books. Doesn't qualify as a sport. Last right, time but, I but why do they have to be? Well, last time I checked, that kids didn't have to be into a sport. Do you not think that's a good place for them to be? Seriously, no. Okay, I'll get into this. Well, I'm, I'm, do, do you well, not think? I am. I am not into. I am not into something. Well, well that they don't get from a book. I am not into sport, and I am okay. That's fine. I don't think. I don't think you have to be into sport to be a, a, a well-rounded, healthy person. Okay. Do you not think it would give them something, though? Do you not think they could contribute to something? I'm, I'm not into sport. What, what am I lacking? Tell me what I'm lacking. I don't know. You don't know. Well, exactly. I, I don't, don't, I don't I know don't... you well enough. Well, um, no, but, well, but, well I'm, I'm not into sport, and as far as I'm aware, I'm not lacking anything. The, the, Black the, eyes? The sp- huh? Black eyes, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm, not lacking brain, I'm not lacking potential brain damage, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't think you need to be into sport to be a well-rounded person. No, I sort of agree with that, and I'm uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have I don't have an argument for that. I'll be honest with you. Well, but 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 then you're saying I'm I'm not a well-rounded person. Explain to me how sport, what is lacking for my life because of sport, the lack of sport. Oh, I didn't say that actually. I no, you just you just I... said you just said no. Paul, you okay, just said I don't agree with that. So so that the implication is if you don't agree with that, then the. Um, people who don't have sport in their life are lacking something. So I- I- explain how that is. Hang on, what did, what did I say? I didn't agree with. I don't think I did. Oh, I, I said I don't yeah. think they will. I, I think you can be a well-rounded person without sport. You said I don't think I agree with that. I disagree with that. I don't think I did say that because I, I I I did actually question myself and say, Do you know, what? I don't I don't know that I can. Disagree with that. Well, then, then I must have misheard you. My apologies. I, Cause, I cause think you can. Have... I, I, I'm with you. It was should, I, I've, I've not grown up with sport. <laughs> I've moved into to a sporting environment yeah. as a fat lad. 
and my my son has benefited from greatly. So I, I'm probably where you're coming from, although you're not a fat lad. So yeah. well, I'm getting there. But I, listen, my boys want to get into sport. My boys want to get into sport. Brilliant. And I will, of course, I'll encourage it and I'll support it and all of that stuff. But um, I, I, I you know, I, I was I was never into sport, and I don't, you know, I think sport's boring. That's fair enough. I, I think I sort of went with you on that. I, I, I think I said I could see that point of view. But that wasn't why I came on. I came on to say that what I saw today going viral on Facebook yeah. was a, was a very unhealthy view. Let's find him and let's find him. Let's hunt him down. Let's let's hunt this this <laughs> man child down and destroy him. Let's destroy I think him. You're better off finding the adults stood around the pitch with a hard on. Well, um, that, that would be that, that's, that's an unfortunate turn of phrase. Thank you, Paul. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, wait, 444991000. Yes, Pablo. How do I've got um, I've got a pre-sale. I don't know what the term is. A pre-sale code? To buy tickets before anyone else buys tickets apart from the other people that also have this pre-sale code for when Cat Stevens tickets go on pre-sale tomorrow morning at 9am. Is he, is he back to Cat Stevens? He's not um, Yusef Islam. It's the same fella. I know, I know it's, it's the same, same fella. But uh, I thought he'd professionally gone it's by that same, now. It's the same fella. He does all the same songs. Shh, 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 shh. Don't tell anyone. He does. He does all the same songs. Oh. Well, I, well, I was just... Well, that, that's, that's excellent. I mean, who doesn't like Cat Stevens? Who doesn't uh, like... Who doesn't like Cat Stevens? I got massively into Cat Stevens when I was um, living another life and um, was often away with the fairies. I came yay close to writing a book about Cat Stevens. I even went out of, uh, uh, was living in fantasy land, uh, and I did all this research on it. I even went out of a meeting at publishers about doing it. Um, and then, you know, then I realised, actually, that's a lot of work to write a book about Cat Stevens, so I didn't bother doing it. But I was that close. I think I was even on telly and I mentioned I was going to do it. God, what an idiot. What an oh, idiot! Well, that's, that's a verbal contract, Charlie. It, 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 it is, and it means one day I still have to do it. You have to do it, or they'll come get you. Otherwise, they'll come get your they'll, estate. They'll, 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 they'll come and get me. What you got for us, Pablo? Um, we're not much just, uh, on the previous caller. I'm not much one for sports, but I, I used to play rugby when I was younger. And when I was about 12 or 13, we used to play against a team where, where they had like a, a legitimate giant of a, a lad playing. Yeah. Um, and the, the general team's tactic was to pass to this lad. Um, and he would just plough through everybody. Um, but on the whole kind of mentality versus size thing, if they ever lost a point, let alone lost a match, you would go to the sideline, cry his eyes out and hug his tiny father. And that's why... To look even smaller by the size of his son. And that's why, you you know, putting an eight-year-old with a group of 11-year-olds is is a big deal because that three years, it could be as almost four-year difference, is about 30 years in, in, in kid years. And equally, I think it kind of makes a mockery of the point of, oh, it's all about the fun, because you're essentially mm. utilising the size of the child yeah. to go, right, we're going to put him against bigger boys, and we're going to see, test his metal, and then if he does well, we'll put him in the, the league team and all that sort of stuff. And if my kids, just, 
if my boys want to play rugby, if my boys want to play rugby, you know, I'll, I'll take them to rugby matches. On I do all of that stuff. But as 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 a dad, you know, I don't. My my boys to me are still very young and still very precious. And um, uh, the thought of them, you know, jumping on each other. Well, actually, they jump on each other's heads anyway. So I don't. Maybe maybe I should encourage them to uh, to go and do that. I had um, oh my youngest, the four year old. I, as I came down the stairs after my afternoon doze, I heard him say to um, his mother, please don't tell daddy. <laughs> I walked in, I said, right, what don't you want to tell daddy? And he went, I don't remember. I said, come and sit with me. And we have this thing, we have this, and the boys are brilliant with it at the moment, right? They were um and ah about telling me stuff. And I say, look, you always know I, I would rather the truth from you then a lie from you and then having to find out because your mum obviously knows or I could phone up the teacher. So what what happened at school today? And eventually it came out that there was a boy called Roy who was fighting. And my young, there were four boys fighting, including this boy, Sounds Roy. Like yeah, didn't he? And um, uh, my boy may have got involved in this fight and may have hit somebody. There's a policeman again. You've got to throw down. You've got to throw some. Yeah. Uh, and I was going. Uh, I was, and I was so surprised. And I was going. And he was. He, you know, his and his face went bright red as he was telling me this. And we talked. I said, "Oh, look, your 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 face has gone bright red. You're telling me this, um, but I can tell that you're telling me the truth." And I'm really. And he couldn't look me in the eye. And I kept saying, "Just look at me. Just look at me and tell me." And I was very calm. And I said, "Right." That's, I'm really pleased you've told me. I'm really disappointed that you got into a fight, but I'm really pleased that you've told me, and um, I'm sure that you've learnt your lesson, and we're not going to have any Lego Star Wars until Saturday as a result of that fight, but I'm nice and calm because you told me the truth. And um, he, he then had to work out how many days it was till Saturday, and then he got upset when he realised Saturday is actually miles away. But we don't play Lego Star Wars in the week anyway. It's not any form of punishment because there was no chance of him playing Lego Star Wars until Saturday anyway. So well, that's, the, that's the beauty of such things. You just put it out there, and then yeah. it becomes its own punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a it's punishment a, of the mind more than anything else. It's a punishment of the mind. And him sitting on my lap and, and looking at me and telling me what had happened. You know, he obviously hated it. I was very calm. I was, I was doing. I did some what I call excellent dadding today. I was doing some excellent dadding. Um, anyway, Pablo, what what what, did, what what have you got for us? Well, my, well, my, my daughter's uh, yeah, she's she's like three and a half ish now, and she's just got to the stage now where she'll she'll blatantly lie yeah. um, about things, but she hasn't quite mastered the the art of context or who's in the room or who's in the area. Yeah, yeah. She'll just you know if something happens, it's like oh, who did that? It was Nana. Oh, who apparently broke in. Mm. It, like you know, she's very light footed. So it, it's possible. It was Nana. Wow, one of them. How do you deal with that? How do you how do you get the truth out of her? We just break it down. We just go with the break whole logic thing. You know, there's only there's only the three of us here. It wasn't Mammy. <laughs> it wasn't me. And you were the only one in the room for those five seconds when my back was turned. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it works out, but she's just a, a very defiant one, which is the problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, do you ever find yourself, the kid, the, 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 when kids, the boys do this quite a bit, when they do something that's really naughty, and you've got to tell them off, but actually inside I'm thinking, yeah, fair play, that was hilarious, but I've got to tell them off because I'm their dad. Oh, I, 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 the, my problem is, is uh, with uh, my daughter. She's very quick with the, 
you need to smile. I will, I'll hug you to make you smile. Oh. Oh, and, and obviously she's gone to the East and of course she's there. She's a cute little devil. Yes. yes. Um, so you do, I, I just break that corpse every single time. I just can't uh, can't help myself. Yeah. No, um, yeah but yeah. unfortunately, that's kind of made me into what I would, didn't want to be, which was like the slightly shouty dad. So I have to get slightly shouty, um, you know, to enforce a point. And I say, I don't like being shouty, Daddy. Um, I'm, I'm only being shouty when, when you're naughty, and if you know not to be naughty. See, I don't, I'm surprised myself, I don't go shouty. Okay, okay, if they're making a lot of noise, and they've been told five or six times to stop making the noise and stop fighting and stop grabbing each other's willies, then, then the shout will come out. But I, I do the thing my mum did, I, I go quiet. I do the. Uh, well, the, the quiet science. thing was always good. That's, that's what my dad was a master of. He was yeah. he was he was very good at that. But uh, I mean, to put it in a context, children of her exact age, they were all at a gymnastics class for the yeah. first time last Monday, and the the, the teacher said, "Well, oh, everybody sit down and point your toes towards me." Oh. Um, and everybody just sat down in uniform except for my daughter who just ran to the front and said, look at my toes, look at my toes, did all that dancing yeah. thing. And it, it kind of, obviously she's going into the, the nursery type thing now, so uh, it's putting it into the uh, the whole kind of, oh, wait a minute, other people's children are slightly better behaved yeah. and uh, seem yeah, to yeah, take yeah. instruction slightly better. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, I might get one of those shock collars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's it's an idea. It's an idea. Works for those works for those devil dogs. Apparently, I'm, I hear nothing bad happens with them. Nothing happens with those devil dogs at all. No. Uh, anything else, Pablo? Before I move on, uh, foodwatchfilmsby.com. Sorry, beg your pardon. Um, I believe that was foodwatchfilmsby.com. Was available via Twitter at, at ftwfd podcast. Thank you very much indeed, madam Christopher. Hello. Hello, Christopher. Um, so all these years when I've called you and, uh, all that, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with you, and there's probably a reason about, for that, about Twin Peaks. Do you, or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? Oh, my relationship with Twin Peaks is a tough one. Oh, yeah? Um, many years ago, when I was going out with a young lady, um, I hadn't seen Twin Peaks. I mean, this, is, this was 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. And I hadn't seen Twin Peaks, and she was a fan of Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks wasn't on DVD, wasn't on DVD, wasn't on DVD. Then the first series came out on DVD, so I watched it. I devoured it. Right? But you couldn't get the second series on DVD. Couldn't get it because it, it was there was a rights issue, which has only recently been resolved, I think, in the last couple of years. I managed to track down a hooky version of Twin Peaks, a Spanish DVD set, and mm. I, I watched it and I got into it. And then Twin Peaks does, in the second series, does a weird thing. It's, let's say it's 16 episodes long, right? Cool. They reveal who the murderer is in about episode 10. So you've got another four, five, six episodes to go. And as soon as I they revealed who the murderer was, I lost complete interest in it, and I never finished series two. See, a lot of people say that, and, and even the people that are making it said that was a mistake to do. Yeah, I know, so, but I, I said, what? Can you, can you, spoiler alert, guys, can you tell me what happens in the last four or five episodes of Series 2 of Twin Peaks? Um, so what happens is, they, uh, Cooper's old um, FBI Don't partner, give me, don't give me names, so I don't remember any of the names. Give me the actors' names or so, what they look like. So, uh, Kyle... So, uh, Carl McLaughlin. His, his, his partner, in the, his old partner in the FBI, yes. who'd gone kind of crazy, 
um, comes back basically to try and uh, lure Carl McLachlan into the into what's called the um, the Black Lodge. Oh, do you know? Actually, I'm bored, and that that remind I just got bored watching it. I tell you, I tell you it, though, was there ever a sexier television character than the the naughty girl in it? You know the one Audrey I mean. Horn. What was her name? Audrey Horn, played by Sherilyn Fenn. She was she was the one with the dark hair, wasn't she? Yeah. The one that smoked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. Definitely. Too, too old now. Too old now. I'm too old now because I mean, she, I think she was 18 or something in it. But but yeah. um, boy oh boy oh boy, has there ever ever been a sexier television character than that young minx? Yeah. No, and I, I agree. The series went went sort of off off for a bit for a few episodes, but uh, the last episode of the series is absolutely terrifying. I might watch it on YouTube. They're bringing back a new of... bringing back a new series, aren't they? Yeah, I'm I'm a bit skeptical about that purely because you know uh, being an Arrested Development fan and what they did with that in the comeback series. Oh, I like, enjoyed the comeback oh. series of Arrested Development. No. Not at all. When are they going to well, make a When are they going to make a new series of Wild Palms? Do you remember that? I've never heard of that. Wild Palms, starring um, who's the um, rubbish Belushi that's still alive? Uh, Steve. Steve Belushi. Are you nuts? James Belushi or John? Uh, James Belushi. Yeah. And it was. I think it was an Oliver Stone thing. Not Oliver Stone. Um, it might have been Oliver Stone actually. Um, and it was like sort of set in a in a in the future, and there was lots of holograms and stuff, and it was billed as the new Twin Peaks. Really? Yeah, I and I was in my second year. I was in my second year of university. I think it was ultimately rubbish, though. Someone on Twitter will tell me yeah. if it was any good or not. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. Yeah, and also, yeah, the Twin Peaks film, the the film that they made that was a prequel to the Fire, series, Fire Walk with Me. Yeah. yeah no. Again, genuinely. No. You know, like, you watch horror movies and, and they're all, like, big, you know, big, yeah. uh... Big. What's the word I'm looking Knockers. for? Like, um, Boobies. Well, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to get you... Blockbusters! Like, ...scare and, and, like, zombies and You've all that. You've got 15 it. seconds to finish this sentence! What I'm saying is, Twin Peaks, the, the final episode in the film, are genuinely scary without all those big uh, special effects. Oh, I like... How can it... Thank you, Christopher. How can it be scary without... Out the special effects. I live for the special effects. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. It's midnight. There's another hour to go. Happy Tree, you'll be up next. You could be after him. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio and this is the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Tread carefully, guys. You have to tread carefully. She swears. There's a picture of Elvis Presley's granddaughter in her pants in the papers. It's weird. That's a weird sentence, isn't it? Hey, do you want to see uh, Elvis Presley's granddaughter in her pants and bra? Oh, yeah. They're not matching. You'd think with that kind of dough uh, behind you, you'd be able to get matching pants. Um, 0844 499 1000. Yes, happy tree. Uh, hello, is this the Ian Lee rugby hotline? Yeah, I, I, I believe it <laughs> is. Well, um, actually, my dad was very into rugby. Uh, he was a rugby player um, for the opposite reason um, to the one that the original rugby caller made, because he said he was a fat bloke and got into rugby uh, prison to get fit. And my dad was had polio in the olden days, and I, I, he, he got himself fit to... <laughs> overcome that and uh, my mum fell for this hunky rugby player oh. and he became a rugby referee did he put his, he... did he ever put his testicles into a glass of brandy as i think that's a thing isn't it for rugby men not in front of me anyway. okay okay <laughs> or maybe maybe that's what he was doing that. <laughs> here's a phone um, here's, here's a phone hang on one second um if you ever put any of your genitals in um in brandy i tell you why because david niven um uh, uh, uh had he spins a good yarn in his yarn in his book the moon's a balloon i i tend to think about 40 percent of that book is true the other 60 percent is a load of made-up old tosh but it's made up brilliantly and he tells a story about for some reason he's going skiing and I don't know why he gets his penis out, but he gets frostbite in his... In, David Niven gets frostbite in his penis, and that's the title of my autobiography. And he has to ski down a mountain, like, really quickly, and he rushes into a ski lodge and uh, demands a glass of brandy, then gets his penis out and puts it in the brandy to stop it, it fall, to stop his penis falling off. Now, that is it. If someone has got a copy of The Moon's a Balloon, which is a, is a brilliant, brilliant book, and I haven't read it for years, I might have to read it again, uh, and you can find that passage, 0844-499-1000, we'd like to hear that. Well, I'll find some appropriate music, and we can have that passage read out live on the air. Anyway, sorry, carry on, Happy Tree. Wait, was he playing rugby at the time? It would not, I don't think you can play rugby in the mountains. I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. You think it more interesting. Yeah, because my dad used to then try and get us, uh, me and my brother, to play rugby from a young age, and I just wasn't interested at all. No. Yeah, I, he took me to Murrayfield, which is the ground in Edinburgh, and I've, I've got childhood memories of the smell of, you know that, I don't know what it's called, the stuff that you put on muscles? Deep heat. Oh, man. Yeah, I love that. And, I, and I would, he would take me into the, the dressing room, and, I, and first I thought, the communal bath, I'm thinking, I don't fancy, I don't fancy this. Yeah. <laughs> and then the smell of this deep heat, and I was just like, you know what, Dad, oh, I'm not really your rugby type. I like the smell of deep heat. Once I had to do a, a, um, a little Lazzi, a little scene from a thing um, and it, 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 at university, and it involved me putting a whole tube 
of deep heat into both legs. Ay, 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 man alive. You, I'm, st- I'm a still... A recreation of with an ally. It was, it was, it was with an ally. Uh, and I can still now, I don't, I still don't need to wear, um, you know, pyjama bottoms because I still got heat coming off of my leg 25 years later after rubbing that stuff on. Man alive, it's incredible. What is deep heat made of? Like, is it, is it fire paste? How do... That's a silly question. Well, it's, it? it's, it's like they, they have scoops on the roofs of houses, and where the sun sort of yeah. sheds its skin. That's where they get it from. Yeah. And they put it into a paste. Imagine, well, just... I bet I bet some rugby people will have made a deep heat sandwich for someone. Yeah, have this, it's cream cheese. All right, yeah, Dairy Lee. Oh, yeah, Dairy Lee. not Dairy Lee. And that person died, and then that the rugby man had to go to prison for um, murder. And when he was put in prison, with all the real murders, who shanked people and all of it and shivved people. He what? Shanked and shivved. And they go, hey, man, what are you in? Because it was an American prison. What are you in for, man? He said, I murdered someone. <laughs> oh, you already did you murder them? So I put deep heat in a sandwich. And then he would get, he would become their um, biatch. And it was just awful. <laughs> just awful. Because it was not a, not a tough way of killing someone. Well, I had a good scam to get out of rugby at school. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had ingrowing toenails. And so I spent PE, or most of the PE years, standing at the side of a wet, muddy field in the rain, under an umbrella, yeah. reading a book while everybody else was running around. Sport was always, was always cold and wet and muddy when I was a kid. Britain, isn't it? Always. <laughs> but you don't see that now. I suppose, I remember football matches... On the telly, everyone was really muddy. I suppose it's all fake grass now, isn't it? It's like the grass you get on um, the greengrocers. It's that 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 plastic stuff. So it's not proper grass. Yeah, yeah. I've got this right, haven't I? No football pitch now has has real grass and real mud. I don't think. Grass was a luxury. We were playing on those little red stones. Oh, gravel. We used to play on gravel. Oh, and then you'd fall over and it'd go in your knee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we'd get up and we'd um, we'd uh, tough it out and uh, we'd carry on. We'd carry on. Hey, speaking of uh, toughing it out and carrying it on, did you hear the, um, um, who's that nurse? Mac- McCaffrey, McCafferty, Cafferty, the one that got Ebola. I don't know, McCafferty. The, the one that got Ebola, right? And the, um, the, there's, there's, um, like a, um, during the Olympics? No, no, she got Ebola. This is proper. And um, she's cured now. And then she got Ebola again. And then she's cured. They're having the Nursing and Midwifery Association, Pauline McCaffrey. They're having her up in front of the beak, claiming that, basically saying that she's a lazy liar. She's a lazy liar and she lied about her temperature and stuff and it's all over. And I'm listening to this on the radio thinking... This woman's a hero. What the heck? How has it gone so wrong that this woman, who is a hero, is up before, two years later, is up in front of the midwifery council for being a lazy liar? But surely she has proof that she was ill from the... Well, they, they are... They, they, first of all, they, they, they had four charges against her. They've dropped two. But the charges basically were that she... Um, lied about her temperature when she came into Heathrow Airport after working for 20 after working a full <coughs> shift in whatever African country it was and then a, a huge long flight um and her being ill with Ebola 
Um, she forgot to tell them that she, when they took her temperature that she'd taken um, paracetamol, which reduces your temperature. And she forgot to tell them this, right? Because she had Ebola. And she probably wasn't thinking properly because she had Ebola and didn't realise she had Ebola. So in this flawed system at Heathrow Airport where they were taking people's temperatures, they took her temperature. It was all right. She didn't tell them that she'd taken paracetamol, uh, uh, which lowers your temperature. So they waved her through. So now the whole nursing and midwifery council are having her up in front of the beak saying, well, she's a dodgepot. She's a lazy dodgepot. And I'm thinking, no. And this has been dragging on for two years. No, they should be carrying this woman above their shoulders going, what a fine example of a human being who nearly died twice trying to save other people. She's a flipping hero. That's what they should be doing, Happy Tree. But they don't have any painkillers in the jungle. There we go, you said. I'm glad you, I'm glad you agree with me on that. Honestly, I was listening to this today. It was on Radio 4. And the... I, 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 you know, hey, I, I, I may have got some of the story wrong, but this is my understanding of it. And I don't know what it is. It's, it is the Nursing and Midwifery Council, something like that. Um, and they didn't want any journalists sitting in to report on the case. Um, and there were four charges against her. They've dropped two. But still, I'm listening to this. And this poor woman, she nearly, you know, she nearly died and stuff, like twice. And it was all trying to save other people. And um, she was obviously, she was ill when she came back and she'd taken paracetamol and was ill and confused and forgot to say, oh, by the way, I've taken some paracetamol. Um, And they're daring to put her in front of a a, a tribunal. That's the word. That's the word. Not the beak. uh, a, A tribunal. They're daring to do that when they should be she should be the poster girl for your caring nurses that will put their own lives at risk to try and save your lives and the lives of people in poor African countries who've got Ebola. I got quite angry um, uh, listening to it and, and repeating it to you. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and after On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844 499 1000. What a busy show we've had. We've talked about bells in Uxbridge. We've talked about rugby. Um, we've talked about nurses and Ebola. Um, we've asked, what is the point of doing this show and is anybody actually listening? Um, yeah, it's been a pretty varied thing, man. If you want to take part, you're more than welcome to. Here every weekday, Monday till Friday, 10 o'clock at night till 1 in the morning, uh, 0844 499 1000 is the phone number. We call you back. Jarvis! Hello there, you all right? I'm all right, Jarvis. What you got for us, boss? Yeah, uh, it's just been my birthday. Just finished my birthday and my girlfriend... Uh... Look, took me to over to see Lumi live in Salford. Oh, you were, that was your birthday present? Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. Mate, I think it's going to see Lumi. I myself am deeply envious. Uh, what, what, I was going to say, was it any good? Of course it was good. What, what was it? What happened? It was absolutely fantastic. All the uh, characters from the show we did, like all the ones I wanted to see, he did them all absolutely fantastically. And it was dead good. I think you really liked it. All right, he's doing one in London this week, and of course I can't go because I'm doing this, and I took a night off last oh, week. Oh, it off, mate. Oh, well, I'm tempted. Do you know what? I'm tempted, but I took a, a night off last week to go and see a band, and it, I, it, it, I, you I went up Liverpool, didn't you? 
No, I, I, actually, I took, I've took two nights off recently to see bands. Yeah, I went up Sorry. to Liverpool and then I went and saw the Bare Naked Ladies last week. So I can't, I can't really do it again. I've, I've, oh. it's, we're now straight through till Christmas now. This is head down, oh, straight through till Christmas. Um, you could make Zoom though, right? So he could come over and... I think that? he was. I think he may have been winding uh, me up. We're not. We're not mates. I spoke to him once on here, and every now and then he replies to me on Twitter, and I go, "Oh, no, let me reply to me." <laughs> um, but no, it was. I just thought I'd ring up and let you know it was. Uh, oh, it was no. good tonight. You know what you thought you'd do, Jarvis? You thought you'd ring up and show off. That's what you were doing, yeah, Jarvis. Just admit no, it. No. There's no shame in it. Admit it, and that's fine. We don't no, do I'm enough showing off. off. I, I was sat near. I was sat near the back. Uh, I didn't. See, I didn't see a lot. I had to rely on the big screens. Yeah, so I uh, can't show off that much. I am um, because he's playing Hammersmith Odeon down here, which is massive, and I do wonder about seeing comedy in anything bigger than a theatre. Yeah, it, well, I, I to be honest with you, I've not seen comedy live that that many times. To be honest with you, yeah, and I was worried that uh, it would get people out of the audience and pick on people and bring them out, like a lot of shows do. Yeah. But he didn't. He got people out of the audience, but it was totally up to them if they went or not. And I thought that was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Rather than picking on people, you, come up here. Yeah. Oh, I'm picking on you. Come up here. He was like, right, do you want to come up? Come up if you don't. Uh, <laughs> he is, and I thought that was fantastic. He is a very gentle man, you know, despite yeah. the harshness of, uh, I was on heroin for seven years. <laughs> Oh, she was there as well, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, 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 five years... What was it? I can't, I can't remember the line. It's such a long time. I think time. it was three years on heroin and five years on methadone. Oh, as if five years... I lost, lost five years of my life to methadone. We're supposed to get me off the heroin. It's, you she know, it's... it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> she looks hot, doesn't she? This is, and this is a true thing. She looks hot. She was hotter than the telly, if I'm honest. In right. with a stubble. I don't know if it worked. But yeah. She was all right. Oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did you know you were going, or was it a surprise? Yeah, it was kind of. I was sorry, a few months ago, to be fair. Oh, it's, it's playing on my birthday. Don't get tickets for that. That's a birthday present. Absolutely brilliant. Yep, yeah, sorry. It went over go. in the horrible weather. Absolutely and it was sorted. Absolutely I won't forget sorted. it. I bought his book as well. I've not oh, read that yet. Do, so. do you know what? I, you've just reminded me. I bought his book a while ago, and I've not got round to reading it. I've been, I've been saving up. I've just finished the... Um, uh, the Scroobius Pip book, which is excellent. And I'm, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I won't mind that. It's good. It's good, yeah. He's coming on next Wednesday. Oh, fantastic. He's I'll coming in for, for the first hour of the show, so we'll have it, we'll, hopefully we'll get Periscope up and running so people can watch it. Um, but that's yeah, good. Yeah. But then I'm, I'm, I'm reading this really mean-spirited book about John Lennon. It's really mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I can, uh, if I can stick with it. It's got some interesting oh, bits in it, but it's a bit, it's a bit mean. Fascinating man, but it's a, it's a bit too meanness in the world. I don't like meanness, so no. I'll, I'll give that one a miss. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to keep going back to it, but we'll see. Oh, nice one, Jarvis. Well, I'm glad you had a good night. All right, Ian. Thank you very much, mate. You take care of yourself. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye-bye. I, myself, as I say again, I'm deeply envious. He went to see Limmy live. Imagine that. I don't understand how the Great British Bake Off is the front-page news on the Sun, the Mirror, the Mail. It's on all of them. The Star... Um, no, the Express has got diabetes and um, uh, a royal story, royal TV... Um, that Albert and um, the Victoria stuff. Um, bother with that. Oh no, my friend's in that. No, that looks like a really good program. I hope you all watch that and um, make, make another series of it. But I don't understand. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, is the phone number. I don't understand why the Great British Bake Off is um, is, is 
such big news. Now, obviously, Mel and Sue, top points to them. They would have obviously been offered top dollar, and uh, I suspect they've been offered a very, very sweet package at the BBC. The BBC would have said, if you stay here, you can pretty much own the BBC. And also, history shows that leaving BBC television... Um, it don't work. Let's run through them, shall we? Des Lynham didn't work. Um, uh, Morecambe and Wise didn't work. Them two from the one show, whatever they... Can't even remember their names. The lady with the teeth and the boring man. It didn't work. And it was never going to work. And everybody suddenly just thinks, oh, they're taking the money. Oh, you miserable gits taking the money. Well, you would take the money. The only person it's kind of worked for is Susanna Reid. She's still doing all right. She kind and she had. Do you remember there's about six months when the whole country and the whole press were totally against Susanna Reid. Were totally going in for the kill on Susanna Reid. And I've got a soft spot for Susanna Reid because she was very kind to me ages ago. I remember ages and ages ago. Um, for some reason, I think she may have worked with my wife at some point, but she got in touch with me on Facebook and uh, I was having a, a, a slow period work-wise and she uh, said, oh, there's this job that you might be up for. And I'd never met her or anything. I thought, oh, that, that, that's, that's class, guys. That's class. And I think she's brilliant at what she does. Um, but she's the only person I can think of, oh, wait, 444991000, that has made the leap from BBC to ITV and survived it. And, st- I mean, fair play, she has to work with Piers Morgan. So, tough times. Tough times. But Channel 4, I mean, I, I'm not, Channel 4 isn't aimed at me, is it? I'm, I'm a 43-year-old man, but it, I mean... Uh, the BBC had egg on its face. Uh. Last night, after Channel 4 swiped its biggest show, The Great British Bake Off. Makers love productions. What else? Can we find what else love productions make? Before I slag them off, just in case there's any chance. But everybody's everybody's having a pop at love productions now, but... Well, they're a business, right? They were getting five million quid from the BBC for it. And Channel 4 said, we'll give you 25 million pounds. Of course they're going to go there. 70% owned by Sky. Excellent organisation. Great move. Great move. Really good choice. Well done. I totally back it 100%. I back it 70%. 70% owned by Sky. So those guys know what they're doing. <laughs> Makers Love Productions, who we love, said it was leaving the BBC after seven years following a stalemate in negotiations over money. The news infuriated viewers and celebrity continued on page four. When you say it infuriated celebrities, it means they went, oh, they did that thing where they go on Twitter to see what celebrities are saying. Oh, here we go. Look, Danny Baker's in there. Love productions are going to find that they are the least important ingredient in the Great British Bake Off brand. Nick Robinson, the BBC, the politics guy. Um, Kirsty Olsop. And Lord, I mean, is Hollywood going to go? You look at Hollywood. Uh, I'm looking in his eyes now. And he does have the eyes of a killer. He does, doesn't he? 
He has the cold, ruthless eyes of, um, like, you can imagine being a business partner with him. And the business is, you've worked, you've both worked bloody hard. You've put, like, 15 years of hard graft into this business, right? And it's, you've, you've both bailed each other out at various points. It's been tough financially. And after 15 years, you're about to get um, sold for a hundred million pounds, right? And to celebrate, he takes you up on, you go up on the roof of like a really tall building with um, champagne, okay? And um, he pours you a glass of champagne. He pours himself a glass of champagne and um, uh, he pushes you off the building and kills you. He's got those eyes, He's got those eyes. I'm not saying he has killed anybody, just for legal reasons. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure um, that if Paul Hollywood does kill anybody, it won't look like a murder. He's a clever man. I'm saying he's a very, very clever man. And he would he would totally cover up any tracks. I'm not saying he has killed anybody. And I'm sure he never would. You know what I'm saying? But if he did, it would look like a really, really bad accident. Now, if Ma- Mary Berry won't stay, will she? It don't, oh. Mary Br- Berry won't stay. Hollywood would stay. Right? Berry won't stay. They'll be off. Surely the BBC will be on the phone to Mary Berry going, we, we'll give you the keys to um, Broadcasting House. They'll say to Hollywood, we'll give, give you the keys to Television Centre because th- no one uses Television Centre anymore. He'll rock up on a Monday. We guys, guys. Guys, meanwhile, Mel and Sue are off with Mary Berry making their own new TV show. The only thing, and this is like really geeky, right? The only thing I'm uh, that interests me about this story, right, is um, what that there will be there will be something in a contract somewhere that says the BBC can't make a similar program, particularly with Mel and Sue and Mary Berry, so they couldn't go off and. Re- I've solved it. I've solved it. You give the three of them top gear. Ladies and gentlemen, problem is... All of your problems are solved. You give the three of them top gear. I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to go and tweet that now, and I'll be the first person to tweet it. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over it. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... I, t- I tweeted it, so it's my idea. I was the first person ever to tweet that, and um, if you find me any tweets that said that earlier on, well, you can shove them. Hannah! Hello. Hello, Hannah. Um, I'm just dropping in, really. I've not been listening tonight. I'm so sorry. Oh, what's, what's, what's going on, guys? What's, what, what have you been up to? What's been, what, what, what have you been doing that's been so exciting? Um, well, quiz night. Quiz night? <laughs> yeah. Oh, where, just so at home, just, just at home, or in the pub, or what? what in the pub, in the pub. Um, what was the name of your team? Captain Corby. What? Why are we called Captain? Well, I got a bit windy, pops. Why are you called Captain Corby? Well, we actually live in Arundel, but um, Corby's sort of the next place to us, so we uh, Captain Corby. But but doesn't doesn't anybody else from you don't even live in Corby? And Corby's a place. There's so many so much. I'm learning from this. You don't even live in Corby, and you're calling yourselves Captain Corby? That's... Well, because the DJ who does the, the quiz is from Corby, so we want extra points, you see. So, you know, hopefully he'll give us an extra point well, the, if we say Corby. Here's the, th- here's the thing I've learned about quizzes. You get points 
for um, giving the correct answers. Yeah. Um, not by pretending you come from the same place as the person that hosts the quiz. I know, but sometimes if you well, put... No. You never know. I've hosted pub quizzes. I Occasionally, around Christmas time, I occasionally... Um, get asked by companies and, and uh, corporations and things to host pub quizzes. And it's weird because, um, you know, when they're thinking, this bloke's a tosser. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and um, uh, 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 and uh, I, I, I don't get why they're fun. Why, do, why, why is I, it fun? Well, I learned, I sometimes learn things from it. What did you learn tonight? Well, who invented the zoo? To- the toilet, Thomas Crapper. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I, I would have. I, yeah, I knew that. Tom, everyone knows. Everyone knows that. That's why it's called going for a crap. Oh, I didn't know that. Thomas Crapper. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, um and how much did you win? We lost tonight. I... But normally we win the music quiz. Oh. Uh, yeah. And what do you win? What do you win for that? Well, normally every, every team puts two pounds in, and you win the money for the music quiz. Oh, yeah. And if you win the general knowledge, you get a round of drinks. Hey, that see, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. You've a round of drinks and, and money in a in a pot. Yeah, I'll have I'll have some of that. Yeah, I could come down as your ringer. I could be your ringer because I because what's a ringer? What? What's a ringer? You don't flip it, Nick. You don't know about crappers. You don't know about ringers. A ringer. Is like, if there was a football team, like a really rubbish local football team, right? Yeah. Um, but um, one of the um, the guy, the the best friend of the guy that drives the minibus, right? If yeah. he's got a cousin that lives a hundred miles away, but he used to be semi-professional, right? He had um, trials for Everton, but didn't quite make it, right? If they got him down to play in an important match for that local team, even though he was from like a um, hundred miles away, yeah, and he that would be a ringer. Okay, so it's getting someone in who's who's um, not affiliated with that area or that team, and is actually pretty good. Okay, so okay, right, okay. So what I'm saying is, I will come down. Yeah. As you and I will be I will be your ringer. And I yeah. want I want the round of drinks and 75% of what's in that pot. But you don't drink. No, I know. I I, I would have I would have uh, fizzy pops. Okay. I'd have St Cle- I'd have Pam St Clements. Okay. Okay. Should we do that? Um oh actually no I'm busy then. Oh for God's sake. Never mind. Never mind. These these <laughs> things these things these things uh happen are you bothered about the great british bake-off i am a little bit because i actually really enjoyed that and i don't think it'll be that popular when it moves channel it won't no no, no one like will watch top it gear, isn't it yeah. when um um i don't is mary berry moving do you think is it i or don't i don't i bet hollywood does i bet berry doesn't mm. yeah you see that's that's uh, that's my prediction Anyway, who, what have you been talking about tonight? We've been talking solely about um, the Great British Bake Off. Literally two hours, 35 minutes. I, at the start of the show, I set myself a challenge. Can I talk about the Great British Bake Off for, for three hours? Uh, and we were flagging. 
We were flagging until you mm. called in, and you've just... It's like hacky sack. You've just got the, that, that hacky sack. You saved it from touching the ground, and now we're back up in the air, and there's only 25 minutes to go. And I think... I think... I can make it past the finishing line. Um, we're, we're talking about Mary Berry. Oh, oh! I need to clear things up. I did not let Caddick down. Oh God! Here we go. This is this. Listen to this um, uh, romance breaking down live on the air. Yeah, he. I, I heard him yesterday moaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was moaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well. But I, I shall try and make it for December if I can. Well. Let's uh, let's let's see what happens, guys. And did, you hear, did you hear him say uh, he's, he wants me to do three songs with him? Well, this is the thing, right? Because this is for the the the, um, the performance ring. By the way, uh, over half of the tickets for the December the eleventh have sold out. Over half oh. have sold out. Um, that's months away, you suckers. What are you talking? We could uh, we could all be dead. I could be dead by then. What are you going to do then? Have a wake? That's not a bad idea. If I have a wake, fifty quid a ticket. Um. But the, but the thing is right because people have got people are going to come and do acts and it, it's got to be more and I'm, I'm stressing this to everyone it's got to be more than just coming up for three minutes because the a the, the venue is a limited size so there's only so many people there's only so many acts we can get in and if everyone's doing three minutes then mm. we got to get like twenty acts in so the act has kind of got to be between eight and twelve minutes long. Mm. But will, will there be, like, PA equipment to do stuff, like sing and stuff? Think, do, you, do you think we're doing it in a field or something? Yes. Well, I don't know. Yes, it's a, it's a professional venue. It's a, okay. prof- it's a professional venue. Yeah, there's going to be PA, there's going to be screens, there's going to be all kinds of shiz, man. OK. All right, then. Ta-ta! Bye! I, um, I had a brilliant idea. Yes! I had a brilliant idea for um, Performance Ring, right? We are going to try and do something never before done. This is, and this is genuinely a brilliant idea. Till I have a break and I'll tell you after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <clears throat> what we're going to do... Why was Sri Lanka calling us, of all places... So what we're going to do, um, what we're going to try and do in Performance Ring, right, mm, is at some point we're going to have a live phone-in. Yeah, because we hook up my computer like we did and we put Skype on and uh, we, we, we tweet. and we'll, we'll, we'll work out what time it will be during the night so people will be aware of it. We give out the Skype number handle. Oh. Uh, and then... For 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that, 15 minutes, maybe I've, what we'll do is when we come back from the interval, there we go, come back from the interval, first 15 minutes, it'll be a phone-in, and people can phone in to um, performance ring. Might work! Might not work! Don't know! That's the whole thing. Um... About performance ring is that, that is people going to be trying stuff, and some bits of it will work, and some bits of it won't work, and it's all beautiful, man. Failure is still art. You know that, don't you? You know that, don't you? Failure is still art. Um, but Marco Pierre White's in the paper a lot recently. He seems to be having a bit of a rough old time, doesn't he? A little bit of a rough old. Don't really know much about the gentleman, but um, he's a cook. 
Uh, he seems to be having a rough old time. Well, things just got a whole lot rougher. Let me tell you. Marco Pierre Fright is the um, story. Diners 34 Skellingtons. Work on chef Marco Pierre White's new restaurant has been held up after 34 skeletons were found on the site. That's the least of his worries. A special Ministry of Justice licence could, um, could be plague pits. I like plague pits. You can still get the plague from plague pits. You know that, don't you? The plague, you can still get... My, uh, my uh, uh, eldest is, is talking about the plague at school. They're all talking about the plague. And I blew his mind when I told him the bubonic plague still exists in California. There are squirrels with it in, um, in a park somewhere that have got the bubonic plague. Imagine that. Anyway... A special Ministry of Justice licence had to be obtained to safely remove the remains. The diner um, will be in a hotel currently being built on the... Oh, so it's not even... It's not even him! It's a flippin' hotel! Sweet Lord! Still, it, uh, it uh, there is reason to this. Activist Hannah West... Huh? A, a bone activist said, we have had to remind the various agencies involved. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Activist Hannah West said, we have had to remind the various agencies involved that ancestors of local people were buried at the hospital. Oh, for crying out loud. It's a 16th century hospital. That's what? Like 200 years ago? No one cares. Uh, Marco, 54, um, previously said his restaurant, due to open next year, will be will offer affordable glamour. Um, and then what they've done here is they have made a menu, a, a goula, ghoulish, goulash, they, they've not put that one on there, a ghoulish menu um, to celebrate dead bodies and food. Fine dining menu. Oh, there they have both. Starters, goulash. Scallops. Rotatouille. That's the starters. For the mains, or should, should that be as it says here, remains. Beef on the bone with gravy. Dan Sales, right, is the journal, the journalist that wrote this rubbish. This is, I mean, it, it doesn't even make sense. When it's songs, I quite like it when it's songs. That is, that is proper, uh, that is proper journalism. When it's songs, when it's like Paul McCartney, um, um, as dyes his hair, and then they do five Beatles songs, the long and winding week, that kind, of, that kind of stuff. And that, I'm just making that up. They they would do much much cleverer ones. Um, help! I'm going bald again. I've literally just made that up. They would do much 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 cleverer ones. Um, a hard a hard dies night. A hard day hard dies night. There's uh, one that's actually probably as clever as it's going to get. Um, Anyway, but this is not journalism, doing a menu. This is not journalism. Spare ribs, chicken in a casket. Yeah, uh. Dessert, 
Death by Chocolate. Eleanor Wigby, well done. But it was the stories about him dyeing his hair. So, um, baby, you can dye my hair. Um, if you've got any suggestions of uh, Beatles and Wings songs, we will accept uh, Paul McCartney's solo material uh, that relates to him dyeing his hair. Live and Let Die, perfect. There we go, we're in. 0844 Um Hand on the die. No, it doesn't, doesn't, that, that, no, no, abort, abort. Um, um, okay, let me read this. I can't, I can't read and, and, and be brilliant at the same time. What does this mean? Oh, geez, this is rubbish. Blue, this is, see, the blue buried, blue buried pancakes and Knickerbocker Gory. That's quite good, that one. I like that one. And then the drinks. Tea and coffin, and then then he's obviously just just thought I've got to write one more thing. Drinks, a bloody scary. That's ru- that's rubbish. You can't just put bloody scary at the end. Speaking of bloody scary, look, there's this trend at the moment, isn't there, for um, idiots to go on really dangerous places and um, have their pictures do selfies. Except these aren't selfies, because the photographer's taken them. Oh, that one of them is a selfie. Um, no filter and no fear. A daredevil model takes selfies. To, they're not. They're not selfies. Only one is a selfie. And someone pointed out on on Twitter um, that that saying something is not actually a selfie is the twenty first century equivalent of saying no. Frankenstein was uh, actually the doctor. The monster didn't have a name. Take selfies to new heights by posing on some of the world's tallest buildings. Russian Angela Nikolou, 23, climbs with no safety equipment, opting instead to wear a mini skirt and heels. Um, in no pictures does she have heels. She has trainers, 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 barefoot. So that's a lie. Uh, that's a lie. Then she gives her 328,000 Instagram followers a regular dose of vertigo by posting stomach-churning selfies. Only one is a selfie. Like these, taken atop towering skyscrapers. It's like that picture that everyone has in their toilet of the construction men building the Empire State Building where they're sat down having their lunch. Except isn't... It, that, but that, but that's not that dangerous a picture, isn't it? Because isn't it? If you pull back, they're actually they're on a. It looks like they're they're on a beam, and it looks like it's high above the city. It is. It's still quite dangerous. But when you pull back, there's like a floor beneath them and stuff, isn't there? It's like that Laurel and Hardy. There's a brilliant Laurel and Hardy um, uh, scene where they're dicking about. How they do idiots dicking about. Some dicking. Just do that. You can do. The fat one should tell the skinny one just to stop it. And the fat one should kind of just do the physical labour. Don't do, The fat one shouldn't do the talking. Neither of them should talk. But the fat one should do the physical labour. The skinny one should sit down. Most of their stuff will be sorted out a lot, a lot quicker. A lot quicker. The um, dangerous craze for taking selfies, balance on the edge of giant structures, is known as roofing. It's illegal. But Moscow-based Angela claims she is rarely stopped by Russian police. And if she is, she pays them off 
with a load of cash because they're all bent. All of the Russian police are bent, guys. She told a magazine, it's funny. What is, what is Russian accent? This is Russian. I'm speaking, I'm a Russian woman. It's funny. When police catch me wearing little skirt and I smile sweetly and say, I'll never do it again. I've done a very bad thing. They let me go. And then it became a bit Jewish towards the end. There. But that's, that's fine. They have Jews in Russia. It's not, it's not, um, uh, that works. That works. Angela, an art teacher and four, isn't she arty? Nice arts has reached the uppermost spires of the scat. Now, there's one here, right? I can't work out how she's got on this thing. What is that? What Does it say where that picture is? Um, Sky Lounge cocktail bar. Um, she climbed past diners, tucking into a £190 go black caviar. Why are you describing... Why are you telling us the colour of caviar? I don't... Caviar is black. Um... Uh, now I don't know what the, what she, she stood on top top of this really tall tower, but I cannot work out how she's um, she's got there. Uh, to be honest, I can't work out why she's doing it. It's a stupid thing to do, and all these people are stupid. And when they when they they fall to their death, don't come running to me. Speaking of falling to their death, got some bad news, guys. The UK's last human cannonball has broken his legs. How? By doing the human cannonball. I didn't think people still did that. Um, and uh, we should get more. When I was a kid growing up in the 70s and the 80s, there was always, on bank holidays, right, on bank holidays, there were always, they always show circuses on the telly. And there's nothing more boring than watching circuses on the, uh, on the telly. It's the dullest, dullest thing. And they would always show it. Turns out when you go to a circus, a really good circus, uh, for real, it's actually it's quite good. It's got to be a good one. Um, but I'd always hated circuses because they were rubbish on the telly. But there's no atmosphere. I love a circus with a happy atmosphere. Britain's last human cannibal. Now, this is a story. This should be on the front page. This guy's, this guy's an absolute flipping hero. And he's pictured here with uh, Mr. Phipps, who's a clown. I don't think that he's going to be able to offer him much help. Britain's last human cannibal broke both his ankles when he fell short of his target. Still stood up to take a bow. Proper her- hero. Him and that uh, Ebola nurse and Mel and Sue. Proper heroes. All four of them. Daredevil Shane Beer, 26, flew 30 feet at 50 miles per hour and missed his crash mat by inches, slamming into the ground from 16 feet in the air. Absolute player. Absolute player. Shane said, uh, but the circus crowd who'd feared the worst after seeing him crash cheered as he stood and bowed. Shane said, uh, my ankle smashed as I landed, but I had to stand up and give a bow because my family were in the crowd. That's proper. That's proper showbiz. But when we saw, um, I forgot to mention this to you, Kath, or discuss this with you. The weird thing about seeing the Beatles live at Shea Stadium by the way, Giles Martin's not got back in touch. That's, that was a brush off, I think. We'll, we'll pursue. Is after every song, they were still, even that late into their career, after every song, they were doing a bow. Every song, Ringo would get up and they would all do a bow after every song. That's, that's just plain weird. When I, uh, occasionally, when I play in bands, I do a bow after every song. 
Yeah, I do. I do. It's, it's a nod to the Beatles. I don't know if anyone gets it, but I do a little bow after a song. The adrenaline kicked in, and I hobbled over to a clown and killed and lent on him. A few minutes later, the pain kicked in, and I was rushed off to hospital in an ambulance. Struth. Uh, one of the ankles is in a cast. I can't move the other one. I think that's broke as well. Shane has performed the stunt 160 times and blames himself for Saturday's mishap at Mr Phipps's Wonder Circus in Norfolk. He said, you have to keep very very rigid. But for some reason, I went floppy. Huh? So I slowed down in the air. Well, this is, this is the problem. If you want maximum, maximum velocity, you have got to be rock hard. And if at any moment there is any floppiness anywhere, well, then you're going to um, break your ankles. And I think he found that out the hard way. Here's a message from the Haters Club Dedicated to the one I love I've been cursed by your wicked kiss Once felt it's forever missed Forever missed I'm a member of the Haters Club And I'm hating every minute of Me without you, you without me Give me some Give me some of that misery That misery I'm a high hater I run with the best like a fader And the witch of the west Poisoning apples to make you ill Like Cruella to fill I'll set you up for the kill It's such a twisted state of bliss Radio. 